I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Are you fucking high? Yes, I am! Asshole face man! You are my podcast. My only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) I got a whole folder full of dick pics. Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. Oh, they're horrible. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <clears throat> Bullshit! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Yes, I am. Yes, and, we are. And uh, welcome to episode. But we call those assholes pedalheads, yes. <laughs> and we also call them friends. That's right. Welcome to episode 101 of uh, the of the show that's made up, the podcast that doesn't matter. Uh, and it has a provisional show title. It's called Backup on the 101 because it is episode 101. Uh, so the, 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 again, the show is made up. The content doesn't matter. And uh, God, I'm phone boy. I'm a mog, half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. So does that mean that when we do the naughty things, uh, it's bestiality? Because I'm Phoenix. You will address me the proper manner as your royal highness. Yeah, well, she yeah she is a bona fide motherfucking princess. That's right, I am. Okay, well we got we got to do something a little serious here uh, as we as we get going for a here. moment for a moment. So. Uh, before we get started, I would like to uh, take a moment and express much love and appreciation to the Wolfpack, uh, Lauren and Spencer, for celebrating our 100th episode with us, which was a really great episode, I think. Uh, now, they're the whole reason we met in the first place, and we thought it was really important to br- to bring them in uh, to, uh, to do that. And they, they brought some amazing clips and analysis from before we were public about the fact that, well, in fact, we were a couple, or even before we realized we were one, it, it seems. <laughs> so. Well, no, I, I think the clips that um, they brought were after we kind kind of had acknowledged like, hey, maybe there's something going on here. Possibly. But irrelevant to the fact, they are super amazing people and truly responsible for the origins of the love story that you all put in your ears every week, known as the Lotus Effect, wrapped in a really pretty package of shenanigans and shit-talking and rabbit holes. Yes. Now, they also, they were they were very nice enough to uh, to, to perform a hundred thrusts for us, which I think is, which I think we need to play this clip because they did, they gave it to us at the, after. And it's one of the best I've heard. Yes, it is. Dearest Phoenix and Phone Boy, congratulations on blossoming to a hundred episodes together with the Lotus Effect, and thank you for inviting us to come on your show. We decided to wait until the late night to give you this gift. Hope your moms are in bed. Thanks for filling our fun holes Saturday after Saturday with tips, tricks, and recipes fit for a domestic goddess. You've made us laugh and cry as we've joined you on this wild ride. Although you say the content doesn't matter, you always include the one ingredient that does. Love. Uh, uh, so ears to a hundred more. Uh, uh. 
Yes. Um, we the, do love the 100 thrusts on 100 episodes for all of our shows Yeah, it, that it, are in the agenda family, I mean. Exactly. Now, what, but what makes this even more special to us is that what happened last week after, after we what we weren't told about until until after until after the whole thing was over, right? And so, yeah, so, I got a text message on Sunday morning, yeah. telling me and phone boy that Spencer's granddad had passed away Friday night. So we would have totally understood if they had been like hey this and you know we're, we're not going to be able to do it we would have completely understood but like true consummate professionals they powered through yeah and they gave us their air their a game for our 100th episode to make sure <clears throat> that it was extremely special yeah and it made what they did i mean seriously m- that much more meaningful to us i mean i i, I just I, I when 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 phoenix told me that this that that had happened i, I or the situation i mean showed me the text and everything i went wow that's just i'm i, I can't even begin to we were both uh, uh <laughs> yeah. tearing up we were all verklempt we talked amongst ourselves right yes very yeah. much so it's so it's impossible for us to express the gratitude and love that we have for lauren and spencer or for so many reasons um and even though there's we, just not enough words yeah uh or, or not enough thrusts <laughs> as it were yeah the, uh, so even though we never met spencer's grandfather it's clear he touched a lot of lives and was beloved by his friends and family now we we chose to send some flowers to express our condolences for the loss of spencer's beloved grandfather and We'll have a link to his obituary and a way to send flowers and or a remembrance gift in the show notes if you'd like to do the same. Um, but, uh, you know, and I know they're they're uh, they say they're they're celebrating his life uh, today. It's uh, that was, actually uh, I believe it starts yeah. in like 20, 25 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, the service. So while we are doing our show, they will be paying their final respects to an amazing man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, it, uh, yeah. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's important to recognize that. And, and yeah, and I think it's, Oh, geez. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All right. There we go. Well, I would, you know, we were going to send this to Spencer. Yeah. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be us if it didn't have some sort of a clip like that. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, the universe has a great sense of humor, which has been obvious on numerous occasions. That's right. Well, meanwhile, let's get on with the rest of the show here. orgasm okay yeah I, I didn't need to know that right i'm sorry uh um uh, the, the the lotus affects everyone differently so however it has affected you or will affect you or what you want it to affect you well uh, thank you for your courage and, and and you know for propagating the formula of the podfather himself right and if you're new and we ha- we do have some new listeners here i'm, I'm, ter- I'm told that we have uh, some some uh, some extra family listening uh, that's right because like i was saying in the pre-show my mom 
is absolutely addicted to bragging to everyone who is within earshot or listen about the fact that we have this little shit show that we do and all of the accolades that she can heap upon me. And in so much, she's having a chat with her sister, Kim, today. And of course, she had me send the link to the show so that she could listen live. So hopefully she is. And hi, Auntie Kim, if you are. So <laughs> if she hasn't already thrown the phone across the room and screamed in horror, oh my God, my ears <gasps> how can you let her do that very simply yeah. because we're popular yeah exactly no. so so <laughs> but so, on a serious note. yeah so it's in a serious note yeah so okay we're gonna we, we're gonna we're gonna tell you how this works because if you've never done this before so um, th- um you never listened to uh, a, a podcast like this we are a value for value podcast what does that mean now we provide you something that we think is valuable in the form of entertainment this is, we yeah it's pretty it's pretty much uh when anybody turns on a podcast or the radio you know that i mean rush limbaugh said it back in the day there's three reasons people turn on the radio to be entertained to be entertained and to be entertained and we hope to be entertaining and then i've also you know we've leaned into the fact that I am self-dubbed the princess of profanity and I don't give a fuck. Fuck you! Because I like me and gosh darn it, I'm popular. And also, by the way, so with leaning into that fact, uh, it kind of goes along with the Howard Stern model that I learned when I watched Private Parts, which is where they were talking about, you know, people who like him listen for this long a day and the reason why I want to see what he's going to say next. And the ones who didn't like him listened for even longer. Reason? Because I want to hear what he's going to say next. And I kind of think there's something to that when it comes to our show. You know, we, we joke about the fact that it's the show that's made up with the content that doesn't matter. But as we have seen recently, we had a pedal head talk about when we did our Oil and Tarot episode recently that uh, he had gone... And, excuse me, he had made a couple of the recipes that came from that show to uh, spray linens and also do some cleaning with and has reported back that it's working swimmingly. So I guess maybe to some degree, as much as we do make up the show, maybe the content does matter a little bit. Yeah, possibly. Somebody, if somebody gets something out of it, anyway. However, you whatever you uh, however, whatever value you get out of this, uh, you can express it to us in in, in the form of time, right? So you can uh, you can you know, certainly listen, you know, listening to the show and telling your friends about it, that kind of thing. Your talent, which means and you tell a friend, and he tells a friend, and she tells a friend. That's right, and you know, talent meaning you know, I don't know. Give us audio clips. Give us, uh, give us stories. Give us, uh, give us you know other things. And treasure, which means, uh, uh, you know, which means uh, that gold press latinum. Or as we talk about it, we'll talk about it in a second. We talk about uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and or I mean, lightning. I'm sorry, which is uh, yeah, which is based on Bitcoin. But anyway, we'll get okay, to that. Okay, but in, a second. in fairness, yeah. the only clips that I know of, <clears throat> for 100 percent sure that have not been hijacked from a show that we've listened to in our beautiful No Agenda community where, you know, everybody propagates the formula of everyone else because we're a big family. I think the only clip in our opening that we have not hijacked is the newest clip that you got from a colleague and then the one that we actually commissioned Sir Rev Cybertrucker, which is his dulcet tones telling you that you're listening to The Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Those are the only two clips we have not hijacked from someone else's podcast. However, 
in saying that, the wonderful clips we've gotten from the Podfather himself, JCD, uh, the Bemroses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they are all unknowingly contributing value for value because we get to hijack their clips and they let us. Yeah, well, yeah, the, uh, so anyway, the, um, but you, you, but of course, uh, how do you contribute the value back to us? Well, you can go to lotuseffect.show and click on that green We Like Money button and, and type some type type a number into PayPal and send it to us. We love that. Um, you can also send us boostergrams if you've, uh, if you've, uh, using a podcasting 2.0 app. And if you don't have one, take off all your clothes and go to nudepodcastapps.com. Or if you're, or if you're a little shy, uh, then just go to newpodcastapps.com. Um, now you can also send us mail. And if you know how to, if you, if, uh, if you, if you want to send us something physically, uh, yeah, hit us up. We'll give you an address to send. And it. I completely forgot to bring my new Care Bear rolling tray up to the studio <clears throat> that arrived today that I ordered off of Etsy. It is super adorable. So I am probably going to message the matriarch and see if she will bring it up during Toast and Jam so that I can take a photo and include it in the show notes because it's just the cutest. I now have a Care Bear's rolling tray and... <gasps> It came with a grinder that matches it, which has got one of those really sexy screens for Keefe. Yeah, it's yeah. hot. Okay, so meanwhile, we, we didn't get, uh, so we're, we're kind of stretching this segment. We didn't actually get a ton of, we didn't get a ton of uh, value contributed back to us. We, got, we only got three boostograms here that, from the, well, that, yeah, we've things been have been, things wonky. have been kind of wonky and crazy yeah. in a lot of different Arenas households of- recently. No. So... Either there's a concert going on or there's a family something going on or, you know, like me at work. You guys know I splash the walls with Satoshis every chance I get during Rideshare Radio and Studio 33. But last night I worked a lot late and we'll talk a little about that in Toast and Jam because boy, did something go tits up for Phoenix. Oh, yeah. She ran out of time quickly on something very important. And thanks to her knight in shining armor, which is yet to be knighted, the future Sir Phone Boy. I was able to rectify this situation this morning before we had to come and be on mic with you lovely people. All righty. So we've got, uh, so here's, so here's who did uh, contribute uh, value back to us. Now that, um, so we, uh, bully, uh, Dame Bully Steed uh, boosted 3333 sats saying, Alexi Murdoch, all my days, away we go soundtrack in honor of your hundredth episode. Thank you, Bully Steed. I we appreciate that. Um, you did a couple of boosts, uh, for 3333 sats saying, uh, CCR is a green river. Uh, and then pretty when I'm drunk by the bloodhound gang for another, which is one of my favorite, abs- just, so wrong songs, but I know the Bemroses like it. And since they were drunk and, uh, you know, Sir Bemrose is kind of pretty when he's drunk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. So, um, now then another way you can actually, um, you can actually participate in the show and, and give us value back is to actually, um, you can, you can contribute as feedback and, and the way, and you can, you can, if you are on no agenda social, you can send a message to me as phone boy. Uh, I'm also on, uh, mk.spook.social if, uh, um, which I think is Booberry's thing. And you're, 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 uh, you're Phoenix P H E O N I X with a bunch of other stuff after it. That's uh, right. I got a long name to go with my long hair, but you know what? But much like both, I'm worth it. That's right. You can send us an email, phoneboy at lotuseffect.show, phoenix at lotuseffect.show. You can, of course, snail mail us stuff. Now, you can also call 253-237-3321. One ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Dell Computers, this is Chip. Yeah, Ernestine and Chip are not standing by, but Google Translate is, and it's going to mangle your transcript, and you could become a show title. And what we really want you to call 253 237 on this week is the refire topic of 
Who's your team? Who do you ride and die with? Who, no matter what season they're having, win, lose, or the coach gets his ass fired midseason? Who you riding and dying with, folks? That's right. We, we, we got, I think you know our answers here from uh, from uh, the show. So we want to hear your answers. Now you can also, if you're if you're voice shy, uh, you can also just send a text message to that same number two five three two three seven three three two one, and we'll read it on the air. We we do that too. Uh, we do, and I can honestly tell you, if my aunt is listening, really, Las Vegas, y'all move to Las Vegas. What the actual fuck? Yeah. Go Niners. Oh, there you go. Yes, exactly. So um, anyway, um, so we, we will play we will play the voicemails uh, during the show, um, you know, as we, as we usually do. And um, just, you know, we, of course, we also we have some uh, uh, some stuff you need to uh, you need to pay attention to when you do this. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide and say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. Oh, we got. Oh, and then we, of course you have to come up mute and <laughs> actually say. There's mute buttons. There's mute buttons. Well, you I, were you, okay. No, well, I had my finger on my mute button because I was trying to rem. And I, I, I shit you not. This is instant karma, folks. Literally, when he hit the mute button and was playing the Johnny Fever, I said, "Man, this show's going great." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get for opening my big dumb mouth. That's right. So, but you know what? Yeah, there is a rule we have here in the Blossom. We don't want your shit. Please don't send us your shit. That's right. And what we mean by that is we will not accept any racist shit coming out of Chigab. So don't drop any racial slurs. We don't care if you say fucking cunt because we say that a lot too. But you need to be respectful. Otherwise, we will absolutely block you, call you, call you out. And you can just basically... Fuck you! Go fuck yourself! But yes, but also, but also, just remember, boost me, bitch! That's right. That's probably the number one rule we have here in the Blossom is boost me, bitch. Listen to the Podfather. Do as he says because he is the man... Yeah, he's he's the fucking man. All right, so now we're gonna get to our we're gonna we're, we're gonna start to, now. Now they're about I don't know twenty minutes into this. Let's. Uh, I know we we've fucked off for twenty minutes. You know we could have been fucking all this time and and just doing our own hundredth thrust. Like, well, what's the deal? Oh, that's the after after party. I forgot. <laughs> Must be the weed. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we're gonna play. We're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna start things off like this. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. Yeah, so the uh, the FDA has approved a generics of ADHD medication, uh, Vyvanse, for children six and up. Now, I mean, I don't even necessarily need to read this story. Why are we giving our children ADHD medication? Well, it's the newest, latest thing. Anytime your kid has a little bit of hyperactivity, the first thing, oh, they have ADD, they have ADHD, you know, let's let's drug them up so they'll be mindless little zombie cookie cutters like we want, so they're not free thinking. By the time they get to the age where they can make decisions for themselves, they'll just be cogs in the system. Yeah, but it seems like that they're giving drugs to kids for any reasons. We've got we've got stuff uh, later on to talk about. So now, uh, so well, okay, so the. Uh, uh, so the FDA uh, approved uh, f- several first uh, er, first several first generic versions of Vyvanse on August 28th, which could help with ongoing drug shortages. Well, you know that 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 to me sounds like marketing. I don't know, but hella marketing. Yeah. Now, according to the agency, the term "first generic" in quotes means that these are the first approvals by the FDA to allow the manufacture of generics of Vyvanse, which is a uh, Lixdesimethamphetamine. Uh, I'm not going to say that. All right. The dr- 
drug will be available in both capsules and chewable tablets and is approved for, for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in children ages six and older. Now, you know what's a real good cure? What, what helps with ADHD? Maybe not have so much fucking sugar. My dad. You know, this, is, this is my dad. Walk down the fucking cereal aisle for me. Yes. Look at the Lucky Charms pancakes, the Golden Graham cereal. And mind you, Okay, I'm a huge Golden Grams fan back before I stopped eating grains and sugar. So I am arguably able to shit on that cereal because of how disgustingly delicious it is. But that's exactly, you know, kids aren't eating just regular Cheerios anymore, folks. Everything has to have sugar, more sugar. Do I need to do I need to pull that clip? I probably do. Probably because I because of course I So keep talking while I do that. Oh, I mean. It's it's real simple. If you stop pumping them full of sugar, then one, they're not going to be falling asleep during class, and maybe they won't be bouncing off the walls and aggravating the shit out of the teacher that doesn't want to be teaching anyway, because they would really rather be on a tropical island anywhere but dealing with your little fuck trophies, because anymore, parents don't want to be parents. Parents just want to send their kids to school and expect that they can pay a shitty wage to a teacher. Now, mind you, I've always been the person who thought teachers made plenty of fucking money. You chose to do this profession. You did not get into it for the money. You got into it for the love of children. So shut the fuck up and quit complaining. But on the same token, okay, you expect teachers to take these little fuck trophies that you've popped out because you want to have a status symbol and teach them everything from how to wipe their ass to how to take it in the ass. And then you wonder why. You have teachers that don't want to deal with your little fuck trophies. They're sick of it. They're tired of being overworked and underpaid because you don't want to deal with your own off spawn. Yeah, well, and uh, as pointed out, there might be other causes like red red dye forty, uh, which uh, weirdo points out. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, all the again, all the processed food that we've got. You know, the, yeah, what well, might not that? But you know, of course, more sugar. Yeah, exactly. And look, I'm not saying all kids are fuck trophies and crotch goblins. That is not what I'm saying. If you are a parent that actively takes a role in your child's education in their life, you know, there's a Carlin clip where he I think it's something like, you know, hey, Mr. and Mrs. All fiber, you know, touch the little fucker once in a while. It's it's a kid like interact with your children. Do a puzzle. Jesus Christ, I got shit in my throat like I took a fucking hot load. My God. What is I mean, wrong with you? Would you like a list? I have many issues. Yeah, but the aware. first of which is the fact that, you know, I, I need something to drink, so I'm going to hijack your water. However, my rant basically is that I'm not saying all kids are bad. If you're interacting with your kids, you know, do a puzzle with them. I'm not saying watch a tv program with them but if that's the only connection you have okay great you know take a walk find some rocks do something where you're interacting with your child and showing them that they are important don't just use them as a status symbol in the office or a conversation piece when you're around affluent people who give a fuck that you used your uterus and your pecker to create another mouth breather yeah, turns out that's what did I ended up doing, I guess. But all right, anyway. So I'm, I, I'm okay. What part of a fluent fuck trophy and status symbol in that whole shit did you miss in relation to your ex? That is the only reason that holy hell heifer ever 
allowed you to stick your dick in her. She wanted your baby gravy so that she could have a couple of status symbols so she could look like the Wisteria Lane whore that she is. Have we not had this conversation? Do I have to have yet another Phoenix rant about this? I don't even want to call her a woman. That's a disgrace to women. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, jeez, uh, oh, uh, anyway. I, uh, all right, we're going to go on to the next, because I'm, I'm tired of the story already, this, this whole thing about the, because kids shouldn't be. I totally derailed Phone Boy's story on the ADHD simply that, with that, a Phoenix rant. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is professional. That is how the Lotus Effect works also. Professional sometimes. grade bullshit. Yeah, well, anyway, I didn't, uh, there's not much to say in this story anyway, so I'm, I'm skipping the rest of it. So, and now apparently um, there's 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 an ing- ingredient that's missing in toothpaste in most countries that that probably should be in there. Now, after being developed by NASA in the 1970s to aid in mineral loss while astronauts were in zero gravity environments, uh, hydroxypatite, I think is how you say that. Are, are you doing your porky pig impression over there? Peptide. Yeah. So, yeah, pep, yeah, exactly. Peptide. Jeez. Oh my. Oh my. What did I? Twice, folks. I got him twice within sixty seconds. That's a record. Oh my. All right. So. Anyway, this ingredient was adopted by toothpaste companies in Japan has been a staple ingredient for the past 30 years. Now, meanwhile, no major American brand has changed its formulation to include this amazing mineral. Now, in the pursuit of that radiant grin, oral care has taken leaps and bounds in innovation. I mean, certainly we see a lot of... uh, yeah, commercials for it, um, you know, on, on, on te- you know, for whitening, you know, crest whitening or whatever, you know, the, um, I, uh, Oh my gosh, the tissue test. Yes, exactly. Or the new one where this woman's watching a movie in the movie theater and something like she rubs her gums and looks like, Oh, okay. There's a little blood. No, you never see the blood on her finger, but it's implied that there's blood on her finger. And then her dentist shows up and whoosh, flips her backwards in a dentist chair. Like, Wow. What just happened? Exactly. So now among the plethora of options, one product has been making waves for its exceptional benefits. Uh, Hydroxyapatite toothpaste or HAP for short. It's the same material as your tooth enamel and has the power to remineralize your teeth in ways no other ingredient can. This toothpaste ingredient, now the the article says, you know, this toothpaste ingredient may soon dethrone fluoride as the main cavity fighting tool for at-home care. Now, of course, you know, if, if nobody's getting this product, I mean, uh, you know, how, how is it going to be the, the, the product? But well, so. again, you know that I'm all about homeopathic healing and also natural products. Just take some damn baking soda and some uh, like peppermint oil, yeah. brush your teeth with it. It, it. It's not supposed to taste good, folks. There, You know, you can sprinkle a little charcoal powder if you want a nice little abrasive there. That's natural. Exactly. And it, uh, yeah, it might turn your teeth black for a moment, but once you rinse, you're going to have a really great gleam on your teeth, and it's not full of all the shit that it shouldn't have. Now, granted, it also doesn't have this wonderful mineral in it that we are seeing that should be in the toothpaste that we use, but isn't. But I mean, think about it. Toothpaste, I'm pretty sure, has sugar in it. Do do you realize that? Well, it it has fake sugar in it, yes. Fake sugar, which is worse than real sugar, yeah. but the point is there's still something in it that gives it a sweet flavor. Yes. Because Christ on his throne, you can't have something that don't taste good as long as it works because 
we're all addicted to sugar. That's right. So now, it, so uh, hydroxyapatite is, is a naturally occurring mineral that forms a significant portion of our tooth enamel. The mineral plays a crucial role in maintaining the strength and integrity of our teeth. Now, since the mineral is the same substance as our teeth, it's extremely bioactive, meaning uh, that it can readily combine with your tooth structure. Now, hydroxyapatite is, it works in a different way than the other ingredient than any other ingredient to whiten your teeth. So the minerals can combine with the surface of your enamel, making your teeth smoother, less porous, and whiter. Now, unlike traditional whitening toothpaste paired with a sonic toothbrush or a regular one to only remove surface stains, hydroxyapatite toothpaste works by remineralizing teeth. And it not only strengthens the enamel, but also helps repair micro cracks and imperfections on the tooth surface. Now, the, the innovative approach not only promotes better oral health, but also contributes to a visibly brighter smile. Now, um, I probably should, yeah, yeah obviously, what, what does, uh, you know, what does a toothpaste, what does toothpaste normally have in it? I mean, you, you, I think you, I think you know what the, uh, uh, you know, you know what I've got to play, right? Because it comes from No Agenda. The best part of waking up is fluoride in my cup. Yeah, that's right. Yes, and it's uh, and and I actually I remember that I had, I, had to, I was told by my doctor to give the kids fluoride drops. Really? Yes. This is uh, apparently because we didn't have fluoridated water or something, which which to me sounds like a benefit now that I, much much as I know about fluoride. Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. not that great for you, especially if you ingest it. Yes. So, so as, I have a question. Um, hearkening back to the fact we're both desperately old at this point, did you have um, fluoride rinse or swish and spit in school when you were a kid? Probably, yes. I remember having d- done that a couple times. I remember that. I mean, you, your parents had to sign up for you to allowed to have it, but oh god, Man. thinking back, how socially awkward is that? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I yeah, and I think um, yeah. So, I mean, fluoride's been in been been in toothpaste for at least fifty years, if not longer. And there's been some more debate around its safety and effectiveness. Now, most of the objections stem from large scale ingestion of fluoride, like it's being added to municipal water supplies. Now, uh, fluoride's effect on human health has been one of the most studied topics in the last twenty years. Uh, there may be some evidence that suggests some undesirable effects if ingested in high quantities at a young age, like getting spots on your teeth. But there's nearly no evidence of undesirable effects when used in toothpaste and not ingested. Now, on the other hand, uh, hydroxyapatite has no known side effects and is non-toxic. Sounds like a great thing to me. So how does it work? Well, um, so several studies have been done on this topic, and most suggest that uh, hydroxyapatite and fluoride are similarly effective in treating cavities. The key is that they work in different ways to protect your enamel. Fluoride helps form a protective barrier on top of your enamel called a a fluoroapatite, which is very similar in structure to your tooth. Now, hydroxyapatite can combine with the actual structure of your teeth, which allows for a different type of strengthening where cracks and porosity are healed from inside the tooth. Now, why not use both? Well, a few studies exist. There's potential to get benefits from both types of remineralization by using fluoride and and hydroxyapatite. Now, major manufacturers like Crest and Colgate, which together have about 70% market share, make and distribute millions of tubes of toothpaste a year across scores of formulas and flavors. Now, they have very little incentive to change what they're doing because for them, it's massively expensive and risky. After tri- triclosan was banned by the FDA for use in soap, it took Colgate three years to remove it from their toothpaste. That's pretty. Uh, that's atrocious. That's pretty atrocious. Yes, uh, I don't know why that is. Why that is doing what it is doing right now? Probably wow, should. I'm not the only one. I thought maybe I was hearing some funny stuff. You know, yeah. maybe a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. No, that's that's, that's my VPN k- kicking out. Is all that was. Uh, so um, yeah, it's anyway. I mean, yeah, I think we're going to be looking at some other uh, toothpaste options here. Uh, yeah, C Dub's put in the chat that Dr. Bronner's has a natural toothpaste. 
taste and I'm very interested to check this product out. So I think we might end up with another product test, folks. We will report back if we uh, get some of this and what we think of it. And of course, Seab Dubs is a fan of it. So that's already a good start because we trust him. Yeah, we I don't know why. He's such a troll, but uh, yeah, we love him anyway. Yeah, we, we, we kind of trust that, you know, he's on the same wavelength that we are with if we can do it naturally, why do we want to do it chemically? That's right. Now, speaking of more chemicals for your children, the latest obesity drug may not be cost effective for adult, for adolescents, probably not for adults either. So among today's obesity drugs, Wegovy, which is known as which is the uh, one of the names for semaglutide, produces the greatest weight loss in teenagers. But a study by Columbia researchers has found that the trendy obesity drug is not cost effective at its current price. Now, in the context of the U.S. health system, spending on semaglutide is not an efficient use of resources and a slight increase in weight reduction caused by semaglutide compared to a less expensive alternative, which they list here is a top dose, uh, uh, you know, I guess the max dose of of, uh, (coughs) fentramine or uh, topiramine or topiramate, I guess. Um, Okay, so Phoenix Ranton coming once again, and I'm sure that uh, you all are going to appreciate this, but please show hands who has a major problem with the fact that adolescents are taking a obesity drug which hey yeah by the way it's not supposed to be an obesity drug it's a diabetes drug what piece of shit shill for pharma is allowing this prescription and what child abusing piece of shit parent is getting the prescription filled for their fatty mcfatterson teenager instead of just going uh yeah so you know what you're a teenager you're going, your body's going through a lot of changes. The worst thing you can do in adolescence and preteens is to fuck with their body chemistry by putting unnecessary pharma into them because, oh, I'm a little pudgy and all the girls call me fat. Yeah, well, they're anorexic cunts. Ignore them. Yeah, well, and, and I, it reminds me of a conversation I had with my ex about my daughter. And there was a, uh, I was told that at some point she wanted breast reduction surgery, my, to which I responded. I said, well, first of all, she's not, first of all, it ain't happening. Yeah, first of all, it ain't happening on my dime. I mean, it's certainly not now. Uh, uh, but second of all, like, yeah, for, yeah that ain't happening. It, was, it wasn't going to happen anywhere until she's 18. And it, like, she should lose some freaking weight. I mean, I hate, I'm, not, I'm not trying to fat shame or anything. It's like, but yeah, that's. No, but it's the damned yeah. truth that if you lose weight, one of the first places to go is is the girls let's just be real yeah so it's like hey look you know and of course you know i you know, I, I lost a bunch of weight in front of them and they they did not uh, follow my lead and now well, that's their that's their problem i guess yeah I've, I've seen pictures of your daughter much like your ex she's got more rolls than a chinese bakery yeah. your ex has more chins than a chinese phone book would you like me to continue i'm sure you can come up with new and new and improved ways to insult my ex and anyway yes <laughs> What do you think I'm doing at night when you fall asleep on me? I'm sitting thinking of ways to torture that heifer until she submits and stops breathing precious oxygen. Yeah. Fucking mouth so, breather. Oh my. So, um, okay, I'm trying to. I'm just, I'm just, I lost my place here. Um, so, I, what amazes me is obesity treatment with drug therapy and lifestyle counseling is now recommended by the American Academy of Pediatrics for adolescents aged 12 years and older with obesity. And several medications have been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for use in teenagers. Um, th- Again, let's have the same 
conversation we literally just had. Teenagers are, their bodies are changing. They're going through a lot. Fat, first of all, okay, yes, I, I bag on his daughter, but the reality is fat shaming is not, it's not okay. All right. But also as someone who was a large person through my teen years, okay, or larger than I wanted to be, let's just say, okay, everyone called me fat and that's fine. I'm an adult. I get it. I look a lot better now than I have, you know, way back then. But at the same time, teens and young adults, they're going through a lot of changes and these drugs can fuck that up. You know, girls, hear me. You know those chin whiskers the old bitches get? And no matter what you do, if you're overweight, you're, you're growing that, that billy goat beard. You know how you stop that from happening? Don't fill your body with a bunch of big pharma just because Sally Slut says you're fat. Well, guess what? She has meat curtains, okay? And that's why the boys like her because she puts out. So ignore her fucking arrogant ass. She's probably got a mom who's busy being drowning in a bottle of vodka with a Valium chaser and dad who's nailing his secretary. So be good with your curves. Let your body develop naturally. When you get to where you're fully developed and you're not, you know, happy with where you're at, okay, then we can start working on the diet. The exercise. Of course, if your parents were worth a shit, they would make sure that you were eating the right stuff to begin with, and then you wouldn't have to worry about being called fat because you would be healthy and proportionate. Yeah. So, now, of course, they, they claim that more research and data are needed in all of this. But but here I want I'll, I'll 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 skip most of this. But I wanted to read the so I wanted to read kind of the, the money shot. I think this is because it just was kind of kind of jaw dropping when they put the numbers to it. Only top dose of fentramine and, and, and topiramatine had an acceptable a cost effectiveness over five years when compared to lifestyle counseling alone. An intervention is generally considered cost effective in the in the United States if it is incremental cost effective ratio. Is less than a hundred thousand dollars per. Um, I don't know what quality uh, gained. I'm guessing quality of life years gained. I think that's what that means. The the I think the, so. Yeah, the new the new study calculated an ICER of fifty six thousand eight hundred seventy six for top dose uh, fentramine uh, topiramine and one point one million for semaglutide. Yeah, that's a pretty big uh, difference in cost there. So, Huge. Yeah, but the, okay. But in in fairness though. The semaglutide has only really kind of come on the scene recently. So, of course, the prices are hella high because they're trying to recoup all of the research costs that went into developing this big pharma bullshit. Exactly. So, now, yeah. So, <clears throat> the cost of WeGobi, which is about 1400 per month, if you don't have insurance, uh, would need to be reduced by 85% to match the cost effectiveness of top dose Qsimia, uh, which the study found. Now, of course, uh, the cost effectiveness of drugs evaluated in the study could change as more long term data becomes available. So, the longest study of weight loss drugs in adolescents only lasted approximately one year, which, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what those weight loss drugs are doing to those kids. I mean, I really can't. And, and sadly, sadly, the only way we're going to know is to see if there's ever any reports made of what is happening when you give an adolescent this drug. And that's if they actually make it public because we know that Big Pharma and all of the drug companies are just so transparent, aren't they? 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so I think, uh, okay. So there, yeah, there's a, uh, okay. So now what's also happening apparently is that, uh, there's because these drugs are so effective or so expensive, uh, they are, there's, there's a new trend on TikTok apparently that people are using, uh, laxatives for weight loss. It's a terrible idea, by the way, in case you're, in case what you're, I find amusing about that. And I use amusing as a very loose term here. This is not something new. People have been using lacatives for wait, lacatives. Jesus Christ. I, I have a question. Did you put something in this coffee above and beyond what I put in this coffee today? Because the tongue has decided to just go on Hawaiian vacation and refuses to work properly. No, the tongue is drunk. We know this. The tongue is not drunk. It's mildly cross-faded. Fuck off. Okay, well, there you no, go. No, seriously, though. This is not something new for years. People have been using laxatives as a way to try to lose weight. Just because this happens to be the new finger quotes fad on TikTok does not mean it's something new. No, but you know, the, you know, the, of course, the people have to read the, the the stories. You know, this is this is the this is this it's is the total thing. clickbait. How do you think you ended up with yeah, it? Exactly. Now, now on social media, laxatives have been t- touted as budget goes epic. Now, many videos endorse stool softening medications like Miralax, Xlax, and Gly- Glycolax. By the way, I think I used to give my kids Miralax. Um, yeah. It's because, yeah, they, they, they had, well, my son particularly had some issues with, um, amazing. With, you gave him all those laxatives and he's still full of shit. That's right. Now, some TikTok users claim it's as effective as GLP-1 and agonist semaglutide commonly sold under the brand name Ozempic. Now, nutritionists disagree and are concerned about the health risks this new trend poses. So a registered nutritionist, Anna Mapson, uh, describes the, uh, the trend as really worrying and is concerned that it could promote, uh, that it could promote disordered eating habits. And she says, not only are laxatives ineffective for weight loss, using them can be dangerous dangerous as well. Now, one of the biggest short-term risks is dehydration. So when when products uh, reach our large intestine, there's a process to reabsorb electro, electro, electrolytes and fluids, Mapson said. And, and it's not, um, yeah, yeah, and we're, and we're, yeah it's, it's that stuff that Brondo is supposedly full of, right? Um, oh my God, too funny. Yeah. So during this phase, our body is trying to recycle as many nutrients as possible before we pass the bits we don't need uh, out of the body. Now, by skipping this part of the digestive process, as you would be by taking laxatives, you can become dehydrated or lose many, uh, way too many electrolytes, um, she warns. I would just like to point out Something that Weirdo just said in the chat, which is extremely relevant. Increase in peristalsis sounds much better than the shits. Yeah, and that's go. exactly what you're dealing with. You're taking handfuls of laxatives. Yeah, you're definitely going to increase peristalsis, which for those of you who don't know what peristalsis is, it is the muscle contractions in the colon that make you need to have a think. Yes. And yeah. Um, you get that mother quiver and, uh, it, it's gonna be really explosive. I feel bad for your porcelain. Yeah, well, they're, they're, yeah. Now, of course, I'm reminded we're talking about this. I am reminded of the Saturday Night Live joke commercial for Colin Blow. I need to see this YouTube video. Apparently, as I am not familiar with this particular okay, skit f- as much of a okay, Saturday okay, Night Live okay, fan okay, as I am, we, uh, you are not pulling this up during the show. Yes, Don't I, you dare! Yes, I am. This oh is, my god! This because we because you got it because you got to because we have to play this. Hold it! Is that what you're having for breakfast? Sure. Haven't you heard? Fiber is really good for you. Well, there's fiber, and then there's high fiber. Try this. Mmm, colon blood. Sounds delicious. But is it really higher in fiber than my oat brand cereal? 
Take a guess. How many bowls of your oat brand cereal would it take to equal the fiber content of one bowl of colon blow? Two. Guess again. Three. A little higher. Four. Keep trying. Five. No, you'll have to do better than that. Seven. Guess again. Eight. We'll give you one more guess. Nine. Not even close. It would take over 30,000 bowls. To eat that much oat bread, you'd have to eat 10 bowls a day every day for eight and a half years. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to let them play, play the whole thing, but oh yeah, so he's sitting on a mountain of cereal. Oh, that's so wrong. Yes. Is, so yes. Anyway, I, I will. Uh, yeah, if you you can you can look this up on on YouTube and, and look at it. But it's a but yes, it's an it's a it's a it's a eighties. Yeah, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, so the, the, that's yeah. So I, I guess uh, yeah, the, the colon blow. Yeah, that would be the that's a that's a. I need to write <laughs> to write that down as a potential show title. Anyway, for for some reason, when I hear the term colon blow, it makes me think of the scene in Monty Python where the really huge fat guy explodes in the restaurant after like puking everywhere it's one of the most offensive skits that i've seen them do but at the same time uh produced one of the most epic musical numbers with the penis song thank you eric idol that's all i can say about that yeah exactly so um yeah i mean i could sit here and read through most of the, the rest of this but yeah basically like this stuff's just not good for you know laxatives are not a good thing to have i i mean it, it's obviously yeah i mean taking the water out not to mention yeah it affects digestion it can it can uh, it can literally uh, cause dehydration yeah that's exactly because what the water like all the liquid in your body is having to be allocated to your colon so that you can do what you got to do and whatnot. Where do you think all that liquid's coming from? Unless you're literally hooked up to like an IV or I don't even think drinking gallons of water would replenish enough water in your system for what is being drawn into your colon. And also, if you drink too much water, yeah, you're going to get the Shiites as well. So pretty much whatever you do, you're you're just you're fucked no matter how you look at it. Just, just don't do it. Yeah, and and any weight loss you have is probably going to be water weight anyway. So you're probably not going to lose that much weight. So, uh, bottom line is, don't do it, folks. It's not worth worth doing. Now, another thing. No, to- bottom line is get off the sugar grains and uh, carbs. And amazing, your yeah. weight is going to drop, and you're not going to need an enema to lose weight. That's true. You do need electrolytes, but you can get that. There's lots of ways to get that that, that don't inv- yeah, and, and you, def- you definitely don't want that to be flushed out of your system by something. Uh, yeah, um, Redmond Real Salt for the win. Okay, so now we're going to go on to the, the fact that getting enough sleep can clean your brain and decrease your Alzheimer's risk. Um, now, so the growing evidence shows that getting quality sleep is correlated with improved brain health. Well, I mean, I can't even function if I don't get a certain amount of sleep. Yeah, think about it. Okay, so taking a pause button and you know, talking to y'all like real people here, okay? You don't get enough sleep, much like when you're hungry, you get a lot of sorts. You're bitchy, you're short-tempered, you're phone boy. No, I'm just kidding, baby. No, but think about it. Like, if, if, if you just didn't get enough sleep, and then you have no choice, you have to get up, you have to slog through your day. You know, as, as Hempress Emily puts it, getting on the hamster wheel. Yeah, your your mood is just not that great when you're tired or when you're hungry because it affects your brain chemistry. And because of the fact that Alzheimer's is, of course, a disease of the brain, 
which is also known as type 3 diabetes. There you go, yeah. So this makes, uh, to me, this is a water is wet story. Yeah, and, and let me let me skip around a little bit here. So the, uh, they talk about in here that they, yeah they they did a you know so it was a, it was a research that was presented at the annual meeting of the American Neurological Association, and they looked looked at how getting good sleep can decrease the risk of neurological disorders like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Uh, so um, and, and it's and it, yeah they okay let's see so um, yeah, neurologists note neurolog neurologists there we go let's try to say it correctly neurologists and you tell me my tongue is drunk or stoned yes neurologists note that getting quality sleep is beneficial for, uh, for those with existing neurological disorders and can also lower the risk of developing these conditions now the study illustrated how the the glymphatic system which cleans the brain of waste material is only effective during sleep now the glymphatic system which is active during the first half of the night in slow wave sleep is a major power wash for the brain clearing it of all the toxins from a day of activity said dr alex dimitru double board certified in psychiatry and sleep medicine and founder of Menlo Park Psychiatry. Double board. Yeah, de yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret double probation. I was more thinking, you know, double your pleasure, double your fun. Yeah, that, well, with that double too. board certification. Yeah, well, uh, or uh, where's the doublement twins? That's what I want to know. Well, that was that was the play on which I was yeah, attempting so to make. That's exactly. Fuck we're old. Yeah, we're, we are old. So the, the, this cleaning process is so powerful, your brain is able to do little else during this time. And when this process is disruptive, as for older people in the hospital, delirium can result. If this process continues, the risk for dementia increases, partially due to the lack of sleep, sleep and glymphatic cleaning dude old people shit anyone who's in the hospital every fucking two hours they're in there poking prodding trying to take your temperature or your blood pressure fuck off do yeah. people not realize that your body heals itself when you sleep so let these people fucking rest if you want to put them on a machine that every so many hours does their blood pressure or you come in and silently take their pulse reading because you have a pulse ox on their finger. I mean, seriously, why the fuck you got to wake them up? Guess what? Am I breathing? Obviously, if you can see the little boop, boop on the screen, my heart's beating. Leave me the fuck alone. Let me sleep. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, yeah, sleep and mental health and emotions and memory and cognitive performance are closely connected. And improved sleep results in improved immunity and reduced stress levels, which in turn lowers inflammation. I can, yeah. I mean, that was, and I, and I, I think about this because right at the end, of, so before the insurrection, like the last few months before the insurrection, my sleep noticeably dropped, right? And I knew, and even though I was feeling okay at that moment, I, I knew, right, yeah, that's not, that's not a, um, that's not a good place to be, right? So. No, I can remember when you and I first got together and your sleep was, actually, it was even, it was before we got together. It was when we started doing the show before we realized how crazy about each other we were. Your sleep was just abject fucking garbage because I can remember talking behind the mic on the phone just, you know, as a couple of friends like, dude, you're you're just your sleep is for shit. I mean, your exercise regimen was was that of legend and we missed the nipple pics. But honestly, your sleep was just fucking garbage. And I'm sure people at work probably noticed it, too. Al albeit you are an amazing consummate professional. At some point, that shit's going to show. And I think I even remember one time that your body just finally was like, dude, if you're not going to succumb to this sleep thing, uh, I'm going to fucking force the issue. And it just knocked you clean out. Now, that could have been after we fully got together. But I can remember at least one time 
when you were living at the Airbnb with the Vietnamese family that you were resting and we were on the phone together and you said you were tired and I had you lay there with your eyes closed and I just had you listen to my voice and I was I was walking you through how I would give you a massage and I started at the top of your head and I swear to God, by the time I got to your shoulders, you were snoring. You were so blessed, tired. And that was, your body was just truly like, nope, I'm going to hit the uh, restart switch. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. And I, and I know this about myself is that, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how much I'm just, you feel better after getting some sleep. So there's something to it. And not getting sleep is, you know, all these tricks to, to trick your body into not sleeping, I think. are. And honestly, I can speak as a former truck driver. One thing, no matter what we do, we can never get enough of is sleep. And there's been numerous times I know myself and Tigger, and I'm sure Rev Cybertrucker could attest to this too. You just get to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to take this here rest area and I'm going to grab about 30 minutes in my bunk because my ass stayed in bed when I got up and I need to go reunite with it. And that there's no substitute. We've all been there. All you drivers out there, I know you motherfuckers hear me, all you travelers, which by the way, safe travels to Lorian and Spencer and also safe travels to Hempress Emily and St. Tom because they're on their way to the Northeast. But that being said, there is no substitute for sleep. You know, we drivers out there, we be dosing up on coffee. Uh, I had one guy told me the way he used to stay awake when he was really tired was that he would eat jalapenos and potato chips. Hey, whatever gets you there, bro. You know, I've been that 3 a.m. jello neck head, Bob, fuck me. I still have 500 miles to go. I've been that person. I used to run midnight to noon. That's one hard-ass shift when you're driving through the nothing-to-fucking-look-at areas of Wyoming and Colorado and some other very desolate-ass places. Yeah, you're... Br- Believe me, there's. I'm very blessed that I have an amazing imagination because when I had to drive nights and there's nothing but silence because unless I... Well... Sadly, music kind of lulls me, as do audiobooks, unless they're of a particular type. So even podcasts, if I'm doing like an early morning shift and I need something to wake me up, it sure as shit is not going to be a podcast or a book because just listening to a voice like y'all are listening to mine, uh, yeah, it's a little soothing to me. And, you know, the eyes start getting heavy. So just, you know, don't don't short yourselves on sleep is basically the message that I'm putting out there because there is no replacement. You can't cheat sleep. You need to get enough sleep. And if you're not getting enough sleep at night, you might want to figure out why you are, because as phone boy says all the time, pay now or pay later. This is really an issue of pay now or pay later, because if you're not getting enough sleep, that's going to accumulate and it's going to cause bad chemicals in your brain to increase. And then the next thing you know, yeah, Alzheimer's. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So um, <clears throat> meanwhile, uh, okay, this, this is from the hate 
I mean, so when I was reading the story last night, you, you, I can tell you that, yeah, my mood changed when I read this story. And, and, and this, there's, this is, yeah, I, like I said, this, this is not, this was, this was a story that just pissed me off. And then when I showed it to her and, and she, she, yeah, we're going to have some rants about this story. And I'm just going to read the headline for you. We'll start off. Woman says her daughter was sex trafficked after school hid gender transition. You heard that right, folks. The parent was not aware the fucking school did this makes that billboard i posted a couple weeks ago real relevant yes so um and so i'm gonna read this whole story because i don't know because i hope you all are as outraged as we were when you hear this so there is a bit of a trigger warning when you hear this if you're sensitive to things like the uh dcf system uh, rape, sexual abuse, etc. Might want to step away for the next probably ten or fifteen minutes, depending on how long the rant goes, because I can assure you it's going to be epic. Yes. So Michelle Blair, the biological grandmother and adoptive mother of sixteen-year-old Sage Blair, alleges in the lawsuit uh, filed in August that staff at the Appomattox Ep- 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 County High School—that's Appomattox. Ep- Thank Ep- you, Ep- sir. Okay. Well. If, well. Oh fu- my God. No, seriously, phone boy, have you never heard of the surrender at Appomattox? No, I've never heard of that. Fucking left coaster. Hello, this is Civil War shit. Okay, well... Brush up. Wow. Yes. So For somebody it, as smart as you and, and, and yeah. even as into history as you are, and you didn't, you've never heard of the surrender at Appomattox. <gasps> Yeah, I am shocked and outraged, sir. This may be a bridge too far. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Okay, so... Um, so anyway, um, so the, so anyway, this the the, the staff at the um, I'm not what say it again. Appomattox. Appomattox County High School directed Sage, who has a history of mental health issues and early childhood trauma, to change her name and pronouns and to use the boys' bathroom, all while keeping it a secret from Mrs. Blair. This is fucking disgusting the school did this this is not a student saying hey i think that i might be transgender and my parents or my parental unit is not supportive no this is a fuckbag school system that's like oh you want to be a boy don't you you know you do sage say it with me i'm a boy my pronouns are he him yeah. By the way, you need to, you need to look at what I've got on the screen here because uh, it's relevant to something we did earlier. Yes. Oh my goodness! Is that what we sent? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm sorry to interrupt the show, y'all, but there is a picture of the Wolf Pack minus Sir Spencer in front of the. I'll put it in the chat for. Yes, everybody. we're we're gonna put it in the chat. It is a picture of the arrangement that we had sent for Sir Spencer's grandfather's service and. Dame DeLorean and the wolf cubs are all pictured in this picture with this arrangement. It is gorgeous. Kudos to that florist for doing right by that family and honoring that wonderful man. And shout out to the wolf pack. You have our condolences and love. Yes, yes, you do. And I got. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to actually put that in the show notes. I've just got to put it in the thing here. So yes, this is. Yeah, this this is what happens when you do live production on the show, guys. It's. It, it, hey, it's that's one of the things you all love about us is we are not afraid to stop and take a pause button on the show for something important. And actually, thank you to Blue Douche Thirty Three in the chat for 
talking about the fact that Lee surrendered to Grant at Appomattox. So that is what I was talking about, um, the surrender at Appomattox, when I was talking about Civil War and shit like that and how you did not know the history of that. I'm I'm a little shocked because you're smarter than I am, for Christ's sake, phone boy, and I even knew about that. My little Northeast hick ass knew about the surrender at Appomattox and you as the brilliant bachelor degree holding West Coaster did not. For shame, sir. And you have the nerve to live in the South. Yeah, well. Well, wait, you are a transplant. So you've been here 10 years. I'm honorary Southern motherfuckers because I've been here 13. Well, but still, go. I did not know you did not know about that. We yeah. did not talk about that behind Mike. Okay. So meanwhile, now while attending school, identifying as a boy named Draco, Sage faced abuse from the other students because of the actions of the staff to transition her, Mrs. Blair told the Epoch Times. Uh, now she was being verbally, physically, and sexually harassed with constant threats of rape from the male students. And despite this, the school still encouraged her to use the boys' bathroom, Mrs. Blair said. And okay, so let's just put a pause button on that mofo for just a half a fucking second the godforsaken school system was told she was being sexually fucking assaulted did they call the cops did they do anything no their little woke ass trans fucking agenda went but you're still a boy sage you're still needing to use the willy whackers bathroom you fucking pieces of shit you should be ashamed of yourselves fuck you appomattox yeah, well, now among the defendants named in the lawsuit are two counselors, Dina Olson and Avery Via, and Maryland public defender Anisha Khan. Now, according to the lawsuit, Miss Olson and Mr. Via played a key role in deliberately concealing Sage's transition while engaging in inappropriate psychotherapy methods to facilitate Sage's belief that she was a boy, which later led to increased trauma and her decision to run away in August of 2021. I, I think truly that not only... The charges that we will read coming up that they are suing these fuckers for, I think there needs to be criminal interaction for whatever the hell they can find against these two fucktards, because what they did was criminal. It was despicable. It's guys, we told you it was going to be triggering. We told you it was going to be a hate read. We warned you in advance. Yeah, that's right. And this is, yeah, like I said, it, 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 when I read this last night, yeah, I, I, my blood was boiling, I can assure you. And this is a, um, so Sage, identified as SB in the lawsuit, was kidnapped, drugged, and raped by an adult male who later drove her to Washington. Yeah, and I assume Washington State, where she was, le- or maybe it was Washington, D.C., I don't know, given this, it was where she was left with Because two of br- the fact this happened in Virginia, D.C. Yeah. sounds a lot more plausible, but yeah. at the same point in time... Eh, you never know. Exactly. It doesn't specify. You yes, would so, think they would specify if it was D.C. Yes. or the state. Yeah, exactly. Well, where she was left with two brothers who drugged and raped her again before driving her to Maryland, where she was then left with a registered sex offender who kept her in a locked room only to be trafficked to other men, the lawsuit states. After Sage had gone, law enforcement found a note she left for her parents, which read, you've done your job. Jesus loves you. I'm afraid of what is to come if I stayed. Be on your guard. There are bad people around here. All my love, the complaint states. Here's what I want to know, though. I mean, did she run away because she felt like no one could help her in what she was dealing with because obviously the finger quotes adults one who were pressuring her but also the adults in her life who didn't i mean did she not know that her 
I mean, she had to know her grandmother, which is the person who was caring for her. She had to know her grandmother didn't know about this. Was she afraid to talk to her grandmother about this? I'm very confused. This this story does not give clarity as to what was going on during this time with all of the participants. And also, I'm not victim blaming, but did she go to her parental, you know, her, her caregiver, her you know, whatever, you know, her guardian and say, you know, hey, um, this is what's going on at school and I'm not okay with it because the story kind of acts like the relationship between her and her uh, guardian, which, which was her grandmother, was good. But at the same point in time, eh, why would you not, if, if this is not who you are, if you're feeling pressured and damn sure if you're going through the trauma that this girl was going through in school, why would you not talk to the person who loves you the most? I mean, there's there's so many holes in this story. You might as well sell it for Swiss cheese. Exactly. Now, so law enforcement rescued Sage on September 2nd, 2021. Mrs. Blair was not allowed to take her home because Miss Khan, who was assigned as Sage public offender, which is what the article says. Um, and it, I think I would say public offender is probably correct in this case, if I'm honest, alleged neglected home, an allegation that was supported by Miss Olson and Mr. Via based on the supposition that Mrs. Blair and her husband weren't acknowledging Sage as a male. Fucking anyway. Um, yes, because, you know, they lived in the fucking world of reality where Sage was a girl and Sage wanted to be a fucking girl. It was only these degenerate twat waffles at this school that decided, oh, we're going to push our agenda on this innocent, mentally, uh, you know, disturbed girl. Yeah. Now she went on. Okay. So, um, so she went on with her own ideological agenda because of her belief that I was not adequately supporting Sage. Mrs. Blair said, we got into a courtroom and she came up on a big zoom screen. I called her name saying, I love you, Sage. And she replied, I love you, Nana. And that was it. The public defender shut it down and convinced the judge that I was abusive because I didn't call her by her boy name. Now I have a question. At any point in this process, did they ask the fucking child? That's been my question the whole time. Yeah. I don't understand how, but again, it's like the billboard that I posted and I will actually have you repost it in the chat for those who did not see this billboard. It will be in the show notes once again, especially because the relevance of this story where it is truly this little boy who just looks absolutely distraught with his knees pulled. It's a cartoony kind of drawing with his knees pulled up to his chest with a rainbow balloon and a transgender flag balloon. And it says, stop. Um, what is it? Stop public school. Fuck. I'm going to have to look it up. I have the photo because right, I, I took right. the photo right. when I was in Nashville. It's actually where got, the it. billboard got, is. Got, oh. It says stop state sponsored grooming in schools. And yeah, this is fucking atrocious because that is exactly what this is a prime example of is schools grooming these children. I wouldn't be surprised. I want you all to put it in the purple book, motherfuckers. I would not be surprised if as this case progresses and believe me, if there's any press on it, we are going to make sure that we bring attention to it. Would not be surprised if those two fucktards from Appomattox school were not somehow involved in sex trafficking 
and some pedo fucking sex rings. Mark it down. Put it in the fucking purple book, folks, because I get that feeling that this is not just two libtards, leftards, whatever you call these fucking degenerates. And what the fuck is up with the judge? This fucking judge who is supposed to, of course, you know, wait, this is why I think this shit happened in Washington. The judge is fucking corrupt. But on a serious note. Yeah. This judge just all out did not fucking care about any rights other than the state, which is what the school is representative of. His ass should be brought up on charges as well. Round the whole damn gang of degenerates up and fry their asses on high in public form. Those motherfuckers need to lose their job at that school. That judge needs to be unseated. This is so unacceptable. I, I can't even. Oh, yeah. So Baltimore court, uh, circuit court judge Robert Kershaw at one point had Mrs. Blair's husband removed from the courtroom. Now, I find it interesting they don't call, they don't call him Mr. Blair. That, that's interesting. Um, but uh, for forgetting to use Sage's masculine pronouns, she said. And the judge refused to acknowledge Sage's need for trauma care, Mrs. Blair said. She's in with Miss Khan, with the assistance of Miss Olson and Mr. Via, had successfully convinced Judge Kershaw to have Sage put in the custody of the Maryland Department of Juvenile Services, where, at Mrs. Khan's insistence, she was housed with high risk adolescent males who, again, sexually assaulted her, the lawsuit states. Yeah. And like each and every one of those motherfuckers, as well as the ones who violated her at that school, handcuffs, charges, no excuses. Uh, executions, as far I'm, as I'm concerned. I'm good with cut your cock and balls off. Oh, yeah. yeah. absolutely. fucking Lutely. Smother your fucking package in honey and put your ass over an anthill. Have a nice day, dickhead. You won't be using this. You won't need this anymore. Yeah. Now, a month later in November, Sage fled to Texas to meet someone she'd met online who she believed was 16, but the person turned out to be another sex trafficker. Now, this time, Texas authorities were able to intervene and get her back to Mrs. Blair, where she remains after having been away from home for over a year. Now, this all could have been avoided if the school had informed me of what was going on instead of keeping me in the dark, Mrs. Blair said. Sage would not have a lifetime complex PTSD diagnosis she will struggle with for the rest of her life. Now, Sage had already spent several months in the foster care system before before she was adopted by the Blairs when she was two years old after her father died and her mother was unable to care for her. She had a history of mental health issues from early childhood trauma, Mrs. Blair said. Now, Sage has good days and bad, Mrs. Blair said, and it's a long road, but where there's life, there's hope, and I'm so grateful she's alive, um, she said. Now, Mary McAllister, a senior, uh, senior litigation counsel with Child and Parental Rights Campaign, the firm representing Mrs. Blair, told the Epoch Times that they're suing the school staff and the public defender for several causes of action, the first being the violent of the fundamental parental right of a parent to direct the upbringing of the child and a second being a violation of civil rights bingo 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 there you go now uh by depriving the plaintiffs of critical information regarding sb's gender identity and sexual harassment and assaults at school defendants olson and via have infringed plaintiff's fundamental right to direct sb's upbringing in that plaintiff did not have the information necessary to make a re make reasoned decisions regarding how to respond to sb's announcement of a male gender identity and the sexual harassment she suffered in the way most appropriate for protecting sb's mental health and keeping her safe the complaint states i'm still gobsmacked at what point in our society people 
do sexual assaults and rape not qualify as arrestable motherfucking offenses? Whatever happened to mandated reporting on shit like this? Oh, that's right. When you're the fucking idiots who are perpetrating the reason why this has happened, ultimately, you're covering your own ass because you're now an accessory because you did this. Yeah. Again, I, I think criminal charges for the whole fucking lot of them. You get bracelets and you get bracelets and you get bracelets. Everybody gets fucking bracelets. Lock them up and throw them under the jail without the key. Uh, th- yes, I agree with that. Now, um, now they also now the uh, so the they are they are all they are suing for violation of Title IX for deliberate indifference to sexual harassment because according to the complaint, school staff failed to take corrective measures when Sage reported she was being sexually assaulted. Now, as a direct and proximate result of defendants' deliberate indifference to the severe, pers- pervasive, and objectively offensive sexual harassment suffered by SB, the, the lawsuit states, Sage will continue to suffer significant physical and, and psychological trauma, educational disruption, and emotional distress. No shit. I mean, holy crap. Now, the lawsuit alleges that Miss Olson and Mr. Via and Miss Khan violated Mrs. Blair's fundamental right to custody of Sage because of a perceived viewpoint about affirming an incongruent gender identity in her daughter. Yeah. And yet again, we highlight the point. Did anyone privately, not associated with the school, not associated with fucking DCF, a independent psych, you know, psychoanalyst or counselor or anyone in that field, sit down and ask Sage what she wanted in full confidentiality that neither the school nor the parents would be told the outcome until going before the judge. That, in my personal opinion, is how this should have been handled. Because then the judge could not have been tainted by these cunts and maybe actually would have listened to the custodial parent on this, the grandmother, in so much as what she was doing was not out of line for what this beautiful person needed. Now, this girl suffers with PTSD for the rest of her fucking life and and physical trauma and other things because of these three degenerate pieces of shit and that corrupt Coke sniffing, dick sucking judge. Yeah. Now here, here we go. So Mrs. Blair is informed and believes that while SB was in custody in Baltimore, uh, Mrs. Khan asked SB whether SB's parents called her a boy at home, to which she answered no. The complaint states, upon hearing that answer, Ms. Khan determined without taking into account any of SB's mental health history or life circumstances and without having any contact with Mrs. Blair, that Mrs. Blair had an unfavorable viewpoint of SB's assertion of a male gender identity and that her perceived viewpoint constituted abuse and neglect. According to the complaint, Ms. Cotton sat with Ms. Olson and Mr. Via and determined that Mrs. Blair was guilty of abuse, though they never discussed Sage's gender identity with Mrs. Blair. Despite only speaking with Mrs. Blair briefly on two occasions on August 2021 and not about SB's asserted male gender identity, Mr. Via presented false sworn testimony that Mrs. Blair and her husband had been verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, and unsupportive to SB, the lawsuit states. Mr. Via also acted to provide Mrs. Khan with uh, mental health records for SB, including the August 5th, 2021 psychiatric evaluation showing a diagnosis of gender dysphoria, a diagnosis of which Mrs. Blair was not aware. 
Now, Mrs. Blair is additionally suing Ms. Kahn for legal malpractice. Now, Ms. Kahn knowingly and intentionally presented that false testimony to the Maryland court to secure an order of temporary custody with Maryland DJS so as to prevent Mrs. Blair from regaining custody and returning SB to Virginia, the lawsuit states. Now, to see that this doesn't happen to any more parents, Mrs. Blair got involved in telling her story to push for legislation titled Sage's Law, which would prohibit school staff from hiding gender identity choices from the parents. In January, Mrs. Blair gave her testimony before the pre-K-12 subcommittee of the Virginia House of Delegates, where she advocated for the passage of the bill. Now, Ms. Ms. Al- Ms. McAllister said that the bill was introduced in the 2023 legislative session. It passed the Republican-controlled House of Delegates, but when it got to the Democrat-controlled Senate, it died. Gee, what a fucking surprise, goddamn blue-sucking dick Democrats. Yes. And and I'm sorry, Fumboy, you, you and I both have kids, so I, I'm going to ask you and anyone else in the chat that wants to weigh in who's got kids, when we were raising our kids, and maybe it's changed. Maybe I'll have to check with some younger parents who actually have kids in the public cog making, but schools can't do shit. They can't even issue a fucking Tylenol without the, per- without the parents saying it's okay. I know damn well that when I was going to school, uh, your parents had to sign a permission slip before you spoke to a counselor. Again, they couldn't give you a fucking Tylenol for a headache without calling your parents and confirming it was okay. Maybe even having a piece of paper documented that it was okay. Basically, the school did not have the overreaching ability that it seems that they have been given by some unknown authority to basically shit on the parents' rights. I mean, I understand we've got a lot of parents out there who are literally just dumping their kids into public school and letting public school teach them, like I said earlier, everything from wiping your ass to taking it in the ass with sex ed. Okay, but at what point do we actually have laws invoked here where the school is not allowed to do A, B, C, and D without guardian or parental whatever permission in writing. Where did we lose that along the way? I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, apparently this is. I mean, I think there's not much more. Yeah, there's not much more to this. But basically, she's. So I mean, I think it's. This is pretty abhorrent. I mean, I think I got through most of the stuff that I think is probably just as it's. It's terrible. But yeah, I mean, we can hope for a change in elector in in you know who's elected and you know there for that to get put into place. But yeah, I think. Oh yeah, let's not get started on the fact that does your vote actually count. Fuck no, it doesn't. It's all in who's in the Electoral College, and we all know how that story goes. We've read it numerous times. Yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm over the story now. So we're gonna we're yeah gonna, we we're, are. But, and I'm, and I'm over and I'm over the health segment. So now we're gonna move on to the happiness segment. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. Yeah, this this should be a good palate cleanser after that disgusting story that we have made you aware of. Yes, yes, that that is true. So I uh, here what I have uh, right now is that uh, yeah. So the, a man used eighty discarded vape batteries to power an electronic electric scooter, proving the importance of e-waste. And I think that's a 
Um, that's a strong, that's a bold statement. Yeah, exactly. So a clever graduate has used 80 discarded vape batteries to power his e-scooter and to make a point about waste. Now, the 23-year-old Brit says disposable vape devices are marketed as expendable, but still have plenty of power and people need to know that. Now, it didn't cost any money to pick up uh, 80 discarded vape batteries and he, and he wired the lithium ion batteries to a scooter purchased on eBay for 30 pounds uh, or 30 about, or you know, 37 US dollars, give or take. Uh, Tobias uh, Stanford, Stanford from Wiltshire now uses the e-scooter every day and calls it very reliable. It can go up any hill, has been used in rain, and has been driven through puddles. The only downfall is that it's quite noisy, but other than that, the performance is crazy. Now, the vape batteries are, are very active still, yet they're marketed as disposable. It needs to stop. Having a, a lifetime fascination for electronics and moving parts, the grad student saw his friend smoking a vape and wondered how it worked. He researched different types of vapes and found some could be recharged and reused five times before the vape liquid ran out. After taking them apart, he discovered they used a rechargeable lithium-ion battery. Now, he began recharging the batteries and found that after one cycle, they could function almost like a brand new battery and decided to try powering a scooter with it. The one he bought on eBay didn't have good range. You can only go about 10 miles per hour. Now, had to be careful when wiring up the batteries, but now the scooter works better with the vape batteries than it did before. It goes up to 15 miles an hour, can go up any hill, and can charge in about three hours. Now, once it's fully charged, I go around six miles every day on it. Now, uh, Tobias says, said that, uh, says people are wowed when he tells them that the small scooter is powered completely by disposable vape batteries. Now, everyone is quite surprised. My family and my friends are completely shocked when they see what I've done. It's a very small scooter, and most people can't even tell it's powered, never mind, or, or even powered never mind powered by vapes now tobias has said he wants others to know that disposable vapes can in fact be reused and believes there needs to be more restrictions on the reuse of disposable vapes especially because if they're dumped in landfill the chemicals would eventually leach out yeah i mean there's batteries are a thing right now we need to think about e-waste with greater importance and these batteries are very active and yeah i mean that just seems very wasteful yeah and honestly i mean we've i i feel kind of ashamed to say we've had several disposable vapes that we've gotten from like our favorite smoke shop and whatnot we haven't gotten any you know in in the very recent but wow to think that those batteries that we were throwing away could have been repurposed maybe there needs to be a program set up where you can send your you know disposable vapes um to this place that can actually use them you know maybe a scooter company can actually formulate a battery from these things in some fancy way and uh, end up reusing the waste i mean everybody's on the recycle bandwagon have been for what probably about 30ish years or so um yeah uh, this is just another example of um somebody being really awesome figuring out a way to reuse what would end up in a landfill and contaminate the land. So kudos to him. Thank you for your courage, sir. And uh, motor on. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So um, now we got uh, uh, we got one more story here before we go to the cavalcade of stupidity, which I can see is uh, in my uh, in, in ready to go here. Um, all work and no play will really make life dull. New research reveals like I needed research for this, but yeah, wait, wait, water's wet. Yeah, exactly. So a new study across three countries led by University of Essex Department of Psychology's Dr. Paul Hanel discovered people who prioritize achievement over enjoyment were less happy on the next day. Now, whereas those who aimed for freedom said they had 13% increase in well-being, recording better sleep quality and life satisfaction, participants who tried to relax and follow their hobbies recorded an average of well-being boost of eight percent at a 10 percent drop in stress and anxiety okay but i want to kind of uh i, I want to kind of um speak on that because me personally and maybe it's because i'm a broke chick 
But I really get amped up. Like yesterday, I had work. I mean, I worked <laughs> late. Rideshare Radio went a little late last night because of what time I finally got home and whatever. But for me, and I guess it's because of the fact I get paid every day. I don't have, I'm not a slave on the hamster wheel where once a week I get my meager, you know, my meager shilling. Um, I get paid every day as long as I cash out my account. And sometimes, like yesterday, that account can get close to, you know, three or $400 in one day, folks. I know people who are working who don't make that in a week. All right. I feel pretty blessed that when I go out there and I bust my ass and believe me, Sitting, driving around ungrateful, fat, lard-ass fucktards around Nashville, yeah, it's a little exhausting at times, not gonna lie. And especially because I will talk about something that's involving rideshare, like we do every week in Toast and Jam, but I, I'm not sure I completely agree with this because I like money, though, and the harder I work, the more I make, and the easier it makes me to enjoy the off time that I have because of the fact that... I know my bills are paid. I've got a little extra in my pocket in case I want to do something like buy the man that I love a flower or go mini golfing with my mom on our local course. You know, there's it, it's a it's kind of a yin and a yang. It depends on your mindset. Yeah, I can see people who are absolutely stuck six days or more a week in a factory slogging out being a cog in the machine. But there are jobs out there like yours, phone boy, where you kind of set your own schedule. You have days where it's like, look, I've got this shit I've got to get done. If I don't get it all done, hey, did the world burn? No, but you make damn good money being free enough where you don't have to run on that hamster wheel every single day. It's kind of like, here are the tasks put in front of you. When you get them done in a timely manner, nobody's on your tits about it. And unfortunately, if you're a cog in the machine and you're stuck with, you have to be in at 7 a.m. and you have to work until 3.30 and, oh, by the way, mandatory overtime, so kiss your weekend goodbye. I can see those people being really blah, but those of us who actually get a day or two a week allocated off and we make the best of it by doing silly shit like, oh, I don't know, spitting into a mic with our partner, hanging out with our friends, enjoying nature. I mean, whatever gets you there, folks, you know, for C-dubs, it's jujitsu. Do you? I'm just, I'm not sure that I buy completely into this story is all I'm saying. But I think there's some, I think there's something to it. There's, I think it depends on it. There's something to, I, I don't know. I think when I look at this, it's, it depends on what you prioritize. I mean, I think it, you know that sometimes you have to, you have to do those things. It's not to say that achievement doesn't bring value, right? It's, but again, I think there's, there's more to it. If, if, if that's all you do is achieve and achieve and achieve, you know, uh, where's that, the problem if all you do is achieve and achieve and achieve? All I do is win, win, win. That's what I'm screaming. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, okay, and I'll, I will tell a personal story. So my youngest, Phoenix Jr., who you all have seen in the chat occasionally, if you've been in there, he pops in now and again because he's a faithful pedal head. He was working at a factory, and I know I just got done bitching and complaining about being a cog in the system, but he really liked the job that he had. And he had told me this story that, oh, you know, there was mandatory over time and I was kind of pissed because you know I had to work all these days blah 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 and then I got my paycheck oh 
he went from fuck this to can I get some more overtime? Because he realized that the money that he made, and I know for most people, when you work overtime, Uncle Sam takes almost all of what the fuck you just made on that overtime. So fuck the government and fuck Joe Biden. But every once in a while, you get lucky and you maybe make double time or something that makes that sacrifice for your weekend or your days off worth the money that you got paid in your paycheck. For whatever reason, it's personal to the individual. But for some people, that's exactly it is you go, oh, God, I've got to work Saturday oh, I just made an extra $500 and the government only took two. Squee! I win. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I think I could read the rest of the story, but I, I don't think it's, I, I think it's, I think it really, it really depends, right? And I think some, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, I think there's, I certainly, honestly, I, the way I look at it from my perspective is, because the rest of my life was shit, that was all I could do was was, uh, was At work. At the time, yeah. I mean, much like mine, okay? We both were in a situation where, oh, you mean I have to work extra so that, uh, you know, I appease the gods of my job? Gee, I don't have to interact with that fucking vampire of energy that I'm married to? A fair trade-off at best, but at the same time, for you... All you really had was work and running. Like she was sucking the fucking soul out of you and not through your dick for sure. Yeah. And now you're now, I mean, you have more life than I could possibly suck out of you. But on a non X rated shelf, you also don't want to do all that traveling because you like being home much like I do. I like having you home. I like being home with you because we get to do fun, silly shit like this or just anything other than being a cog in the machine that's right well that's but this is but the, okay and i think that's the point of this article is yes it's not to say that achievement is bad and not and not and, and, and even necessary but there is you know the, we are working ultimately we're doing all of this so that we can spend time together so that we can do so that we're not you know exactly because we are we are the people who and and i'll i'll give a little insight into the way i get through because you all have heard me talk about the energy. The first thing I do when I get home on a normal day from rideshare is I go take a shower to wash off all the energy from the riders that I've had. But I've learned a new way to cope with this. And it makes it easier when I have to deal with the really aggravating people that I've had in my ride. And that is the fact that I make it a game. I know how much money I need to make per day in order to make my bills for the week, because again, I'm a broke chick. So I make a game of it that, okay, this is how much I need to make. And I run on two platforms. So if I make X amount on each platform, that makes what I call my nut for the day and I can go home. And when you make a game out of what you have to do, it makes it much easier to do it. Whatever that game happens to be, for you. And I can tell you that um, every, I mean, like my youngest son does it. You know, he had a game when he was working at the factory that he would play with himself. That sounds so obscene. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He, he had his own personal game. Like, you know, how many of this 
piece can I get in an hour or whatever? I mean, the, no matter what the game is in your head that gets you through the day. I mean, for me, yeah, I hate having to get up at oh dark 30 to go to work, to make enough money, to pay my bills. But the one lingering thought that I have, the one happy thought that I have is that at the end of the day, when I am done dealing with all those people and all that energy and whatever, whatever, I get to come home and smoke a big fat fucking bowl and I get to hang out with my best friend and laugh and be silly or bitch and complain or just stare at him until he's like, you're looking at me. And then I'll give him the reason I'm looking. And sometimes it's just because I'm so fucking baked. He just happens to be where my eyes landed. But a lot of times it's because I'm thinking something really cute, like remembering the first time he said, I love you. Or thinking about something upcoming, like our trip to Cali for the Niners game in December. I mean, make make your own happiness. That's That's what this story really comes across for me is... Yes, if you're forced to work and work and work, know that at the end of that road, hopefully, if you do it right, is going to be a reward that makes it worth all the time that you sacrificed. And if not, find a different path because that's ultimately what it's about. We all have to be on the hamster wheel. I actually had this conversation with Hempress Emily recently about being on the hamster wheel. And it was interesting because... She had said that what happens if you just get off the hamster wheel? And I'm like, well, what would you do? Um, You know, what are you going to do about where you live and food and stuff? And she's like, oh, well, you know, you just you figure it out. You know, maybe you have to steal food from Walmart or something like that. And I'm like, OK, it gave me pause for a second. And I said. Okay, humor me this poor chance. Now, mind you, she also said that she would never do that because that's just not who she is. And and I agree. You know, I mean, some people would steal to further their self. I'm not that person. She's not that person. But ir- irrelevant to the fact, I said, okay, I have a question. It's It's funny that, you know, you talk about, you know, people being on the hamster wheel. I said, what would you do if your husband decided, you know what? I'm going to step off the hamster wheel. Um, What do you do? You go live in a tent? You go steal from Walmart? You go eat out of a trash can? What do you do? And she's like, well, I guess I would have to get on the hamster wheel. I'm like, oh, but you're talking about the people who are on the hamster wheel and who are stuck on the hamster wheel. Why don't they just step off the hamster wheel? You could do this or you could do that. I'm like, that's kind of a direct contradiction in what you're saying. You're saying other people, it's okay if they step off the hamster wheel and, you know, they decide, fuck the government, fuck society, I'm going to go live in a tent and eat out of a garbage can. But if faced with the same exact, you know, predicament, you would go get on the hamster wheel. You would not just live in a tent or eat out of a garbage can. It just kind of struck me funny the conversation she and I had. And I'm not throwing any shade. I adore Hempress Emily. As a matter of fact, (gasps) spoiler alert, after she gets back from vacation, Phoenix and Hempress Emily are going to be working on a new show. So keep your eyes peeled for that. 
It's going to be epic. Because if any of you have ever interacted with Hempress Emily, she's got some amazing thoughts and we have some wonderful conversations. Uh, yeah, trust me, these these conversations are fucking gold. So. Yes, Phoneboy uh, has been privy to some of these conversations. And one of the things I love the most is she has a very expressive face. So we will FaceTime because thank God she's in the Apple cult. And watching her like make these fantastic faces, which are just normal for her, they're her normal facial expressions. It cracks me up. And I cannot wait to get on the mic with her and share with you the amazingness that is the conversations that she and I have. And we will actually have some, she and I are going to be deconstructing uh, some of the platforms and stories that we listen to, but from a, a mom standpoint, a woman standpoint, we are, we are trying to put more female energy out into the no agenda community. And I hear tell that Dame DeLorean and Mary Kay Ultra have a new music V for V thing going on. So kudos to those ladies. Get it girls. Yeah, I believe so. And the, the, the homegrown hits, I think is what I believe is what it's called. I'll have to, I'll have to just... Oh, I love that title. Yeah. I like that too. Now I did notice that I, I before we go to the next segment, cause I think we've, uh, cause I think we've, a. Uh, the story has a thing. I, I mean, I, I do notice that C Dubs needs some relationship karma, and, I, and I'm I'm here to provide it. Of course, you've got karma. There you go. That's right. Yeah. So hey, single ladies, C Dub is a catch. Really smart. Really successful. He's a yellow belt. He can kick somebody's ass. Real chivalrous. Exactly. Get you some C Dubs. All right. Meanwhile, it's time for the cavalcade of stupidity, which means we've got to play this uh, this uh, beautiful clip right here. Let's see if it. Uh, I've never I've never done this before with using playing it from the iPad, but I'm gonna do it. Heidi ho, pedal heads, and welcome to the Rev Cyber Truckers cavalcade of stupidity. Rodney Carrington is a talented musician, comedian, and actor, having acted alongside Toby Keith in the movie Beer For My Horses. Putting out some of the most hilarious songs that you can possibly think of, this next one is actually one of his best. From the album King of the Mountains, this is Rodney Carrington. Show them to me. Oh, it seems to me this whole world's gone crazy There's too much hate and killing going on but when I see the bare chest of a woman My worries and my problems are all gone No one thinks of fighting when they see a topless girl and Maybe if you would show yours too We could save the world Show them to me, show them to me Unclasp your bra and set those puppies free They'd look a whole lot better without that sweater, baby I'm sure you'll agree If you got two fun bags, show them to me I don't care if they don't match your one's bigger than the other You can show me one 
and I'll imagine the other. Even if you're really old, there's nothing wrong. Don't be sad, your boobs ain't bad. They're just a little long. Show them to me. Show them to me. Lift up your shirt and let the whole world see. Just this rug, show your globes, and a happy man I'll be. Either you got dos chichis. Show them. Alrighty, anyway. Hey, phone boy. Want to see? <laughs> oh, I love Rodney Carrington. Thank you, Sir Rev Cyber Trucker. That was really appreciated. Yes, and, 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 I, and yeah, I have it queued, never, I have it queued up for the uh, for the post show. That's right. In Studio Thirty Three, we're going to play the full version of that song. And actually, I'm going to have him pull another one that Rodney does because I fucking love that dude. He is hilarious. Him in a pair of heart boxer shorts in Beer for My Horses, which, by the way, is a pretty kick-ass movie. I'm not going to lie. I, I do enjoy that movie. Uh, this guy's just funny as fuck. I, I don't care who you are. The guy is funny. They're hands down underrated by far. Well, anyway, yeah, we will. Yes, I, I believe he's got some great stuff. So he our, does. Okay, so we are now in. Uh, so we've now gotten to the toast and jam segment of our show, which means we have. That, which is we actually have a lot of things in toast and oh jam. Oh my god, because, we do. It's been well. Yeah, because, because well, we did our hundredth episode and we did it a lot. Uh, not. The format we would usually, it was kind of just a, you know, put it out there. How obvious were we? And again, Lorian and Spencer came in hardcore A game. They really made that hundredth worth it for us. So we have a lot to do in Toast and Jam as this is the show finally that we should have done originally. Because yeah, we yeah, kind of fucked uh, off last week, and we have no apologies. Uh, that's right. We have, we have so we, yeah. So we've got a we got a couple of weeks worth of toast and jam material. And we'll start with tales from rideshare, uh, so as you, we often do. Okay, you the f- the first one in here is riders from Italy. Yeah. So okay, I pick up this fare one night, and I'm listening to them, and obviously they're not speaking English. One one of them does. The daughter does, and. I pick up on the fact that it's Italian. Now, back mm, many moons ago, I actually started learning Italian because I had reasons and I thought it was a good thing to do. And one thing I had remembered was how to say thank you very much in Italian. So when they got out, I thanked them in Italian and it absolutely floored them, much like the gentleman who I said thank you in Russian to Uh, On my way home that I caught a ride, you know, brought him to Walmart and back. Really good fare. I love being able to at least, at the very least, say thank you in their native language. It's just something I enjoy doing. I think it adds a little bit to the ride. It makes people realize that you are paying attention and you are present. And I think that's very important. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, you did the same thing when we were in Israel. I mean, with, do you, you want to do it? That's right, because you taught me how to say a few things in Hebrew, which makes me smile. Because actually, since I've attained gold status, I can actually learn a foreign language for free with Rosetta Stone. And I'm going to totally take advantage of that because I want to learn Hebrew for the next time we go back. If no other reason than to know how the fuck to say, give me a hamburger in Hebrew. Because God damn it, that chicken burger damn near killed me the last time we ate at that burger joint. Oh, it was horrendous. Yes. Meanwhile, um, 
Let's talk about how Uber was threatening to uh, deactivate Oh my God, you. these twats. So, all right. I get a message that I have a rider who claimed that I made discriminatory statements or something to that effect. Here's the thing, y'all. I didn't. You know what I said? Because the GPS dropped the pin at a place that was not an entrance. I pulled in. Obviously, it was posted, not an entrance. And I'm like, oh, that's inconvenient. And from the back seat, the rider goes, yeah, the entrance is back there. And I, this was the second to last ride for the night. I was over the day. And I simply said, well, that information would have been helpful earlier. That's all I said, y'all. That's all I said. But apparently, because I'm white and this rider wasn't, she obviously, being young, and that's the whole movement, if you're white, you're the fucking enemy. Yeah, she apparently decided to tell Uber that I said something discriminatory. And instead of saying, hey, we've received a report, what's your side? No, they just basically tell you, we received a complaint, no need to respond, uh, this could lead to the deactivation of your account if it continues, basically. Well, you know damn well. Phoenix was not going to sit by and let them threaten to deactivate her fucking account. I went hard on the help person who, of course, as expected, was giving scripted answers to which I did at one point reside. Stop giving me word salad and tell me what the fuck I said. Now, obviously, I didn't cuss at this jack off, but long story short, Uber's really getting bad. And Lyft isn't any better. I'm sure the faithful pedal heads remember the Lyft rant that I had when I had supposedly said something against a protected class, which I never fucking did. And they couldn't tell me anything but the Webster's Miriam Dictionary definition of what a protected class was. But I was so annoyed by the fact and literally told them, look, this is bullshit. And I don't care what you think. You don't give me an opportunity to defend myself. You just make a big, bold statement that, oh, if we get another report, we're going to deactivate your account. I said, if you don't give a fuck about your contractors, feel free to let me know now and I'll deactivate my account myself. I'm not going to do this. And you're not going to threaten me. And then for literally like four days, every time I would open my app, there would be a damn message telling me your account is in danger of deactivation. And at one point I told him for Emily, I said, I swear to fuck one more time. I open up my app and that, and that message is on there and I'm going to deactivate this fucking account. It finally, after I took my next ride for them, because this was during the time that I was on a weekend, I took my next ride. The message went away. Great. But it's literally gotten me to the point guys. I mean, I know when I'm on the mic, Okay, I'm definitely not family friendly, kid appropriate. We get it. But what? in my I know it's a fucking shock. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. It's obscene. That's the point. Exactly. Okay. I know who I am and I know what I am, but I also know that there's a time to be foul mouth Princess Phoenix, and then there's a time to be professional. I can gauge the conversation that I can have with people. But at this point, I'm so damn afraid to even say hello to a rider for fear that somebody's going to get a fucking attitude because of the fact that they didn't like the tone in which I said hello and decide to tell Rideshare that I did or said something that I didn't do. Because it's fucking obvious to me 
That they don't want to hear your side. They just automatically assume you're guilty and fuck it, we have plenty of drivers. Well, fine. This just gives me more motivation to get my degree and tell Lyft and Uber to lick, lick, lick my balls. Exactly. Go fuck yourself kind of thing, right? Now. Yeah, exactly. It's called customer service voice. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. There's a difference between Phoenix Professional, Phoenix Podcaster, and they are Do Mark. you know how bad you sound? Yeah, I do. And you know as well as I do that I'm a professional and I know how to and how not to say and do things that are inappropriate. Okay? I, I have, and, and I know this for a fact, okay? You've never heard me drop the N-bomb on this show unless I was saying something someone else had said and I don't even remember if I actually did it then okay I don't make racial slurs I don't the, the most thing I will rage about and this could have been why Lyft had gotten a bug up their ass was because of the fact that when we had the shooting in Nashville with the trans person who shot up the Catholic school because she was pissed off, she, he, whichever, was pissed off at the headmaster and took out the fucking kids and, you know, maybe a teacher or two. Yeah, I'm not giving you the respect to give a fuck what your pronouns are at that point. You're a piece of shit. You don't, res- you don't, uh, again, there was a conversation that was being had in the chat last night, if you missed it, during Rideshare Radio, between Blue Douche and myself. And there might have been one or two other people. But we were, t- and, you know, Semper Fi Blue Douche, great dude. Uh, we were talking about the fact, because I grew up where my dad, okay, was a former Marine. I grew up in that life, okay? Bottom line, respect is earned, not freely given. If you are going to act like a piece of shit, you are not going to get the respect that you think you deserve. You need to earn that respect. And when you go into a school and start shooting kids because you're pissed at the headmaster for whatever reason, you lose your ability to have that respect. You are, you are lower than the shit I would scrape off my shoe if I stepped in it. So no, I'm not going to properly gender you. I'm not going to properly use your fucking pronouns. You know what your pronouns are? Piece of shit. And that's how I'm going to address you. So I have a lick, feeling... Lick, lick, my balls! There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Blue Douche doesn't have a filter, but he's also not wrong. Okay? And respect is earned. And I'm pretty sure that was the conversation that I had had that night in Lyft, or that day in Lyft, because I'm pretty sure one of the customers had actually gone to the church that was associated with that school. And all I was simply saying is, I refuse to properly gender this person and use their finger quotes pronouns because you did not earn that respect. You earned disrespect, if anything, by your actions. And I'm pretty sure that got my ass in trouble. But at this point, I just think that no matter what you say, it's going to rub somebody the wrong way. So my native tongue is silence when I'm doing rideshare for the most part. It is very seldom anymore that I'm not listening to an audiobook or a YouTube video or something and driving. I'm not paying attention to the music that's on the radio. Yes, if a rider speaks to me, I will respond back if they ask me a question or something. But I'm not going to, I mean, other than saying, hi, how are you? Or something like that. I'm not going to initiate the conversation. Yeah. Okay, oh. I got the record button going again. Okay. So at least there's that. Okay, did you actually stop the recording? 
No, when the power glipped, baby. Oh, oh that's right. Yes, okay. That that Because the you. button was green, it needs to be red. This yes. is all about the Christmas colors. Yes, exactly. Okay, so I need to go That's why it. I hit the thing. Okay, so I'm trying to actually uh so it's So for those of you who are listening on the NA yeah. stream, congratulations. You're actually listening to us. Those poor fuckers on the uh Lotus stream are yeah. missing out on this behind the mic content because Phoneboy insists that we be hot mic'd for this shit show. Yeah, for whatever reason. Uh, Okay, you know what? I'm going to actually have to. I'm actually going to have to stop the recording here because I can't get it to connect to my own stream. Oh, so. that's ugly. Yeah, well, at so. least you. At least we're going to have the roadcaster stream going. Yeah, because that you can do without having uh, I, to do it. And I may, I may, re, I may actually restart. But I have a feeling butt is going to be. Is your pain. butt acting up? My butt is acting up. I need to get you the. You may. I, you may need some coffee enema. Yeah, something like if your that. Your butt is acting so up. So give me a second here, y'all. The Lotus stream. So I got to do episode. Thank yeah. you, Bully Steed, for letting us know that na is on thankfully yeah so we get it this is oh this, this is, thing i cannot yeah, believe i'm mean, at the i'm telling you like it, it's got to be phone boys handlers you know get yeah. getting tapped into by the government and the government realized we got real okay, there we go. okay now or now i believe no, so we're gonna, we're gonna so please somebody so check please check our please please check the lotus stream yes yeah, pretty special please whoever's on the lotus stream uh if you're well, I, okay. Here's yeah. You put it in there. Never mind. Yeah, yes. Just ignore me. Good God. Okay. Let me make sure the recording is going. Okay. So this so this is going to be, um, yeah. All right. So yeah, we had a, I had to restart. Yeah. This is apparently the second week in a row we'll have to do some actual production work. And whatnot, and sew things together, and eliminate well, things and things. No, there, well, there's well, anyway. Anyway, we so here's all right. I think we'll. I think we kind of got rid, got away from that topic anyway. So I'm going to actually have to listen to this and figure out how to do it. Uh, figure it's alright. It was just a rant about yeah. the fact of this, that, and the other thing. But okay. so we're we're actually going to go on to the next piece of the toast and jam, which is. I had a rider. Now, y'all are going to appreciate this. Talk about some deactivation material. And I can, this ride actually occurred the same day as I got the report, but I know for a fact this was not um, related to the complaint. And also, the reason why I know who made the complaint is when it, when I was alerted to it. It was literally after I did my last ride. And the last ride that I did, there was absolutely nothing wrong with it no offense by anyone, etc. So long story short, I know who did this because of when the complaint came in. But on to the next thing. So the the ride that I had, this was actually a rider who identified as he, him, and that's fine. Um, partner is, uh, identifies as gay. Now wait, y'all, you are going to love this. He, him is genetically female. And the partner that is identifying as being gay has stated that the reason he likes he, him's body is because of the female attributes. Wait, gets better. Strap in. He, him is very pregnant and intends to fully transition after giving birth okay we we have a we have a I, i'm glad that the re, we're gonna have and to look how at the i know all this c-dubs is because of the fact yeah. that this person told me this in our conversation yeah. this is not speculation I, this is actually I, being told by rider to driver 
Okay, we had a, um, unfortunately, we, the recording for the first half of the show is not on the computer that normally has it, so we're going to have to play with the roadcaster here after the fact. Yes, I'm... Thank, this is well, why I, you I, run more than one recording yes. for damn sure. Yes. Holy I, actual fuck. Yes, so... Wow, don't, my heart started beating really fast and then all of a sudden, oh! I, I mean, I'm going to hope. I'm going to hope that this is recorded because that's again we were recording when the power went out. So I'm so I, we'd have to check this, and this is gonna we're gonna have to do some work after. This. Yeah, it, it's gonna be a little extra work for the uh, the production aspect, but we'll get it done. Yeah, you know, yes, phone boy is smart like that. Absolutely. Oh, good lord, but, I know, but I, yeah. So with with this situation with this ride, look, guys. Okay, I'm not transphobic. Okay. I don't have any issue, whatever someone wants to do, if you want to transition, if you want to be with someone of the same sex, whatever gets you there, okay? There's very little that I'm judgmental about. Don't fuck or fuck with kids. It's very simple. And animals. Or the elderly. Like, th those three. Just don't, don't abuse them. You want to beat the hell out of each other? Fantastic. Okay? I'm all about the purge. But on a serious note, yeah, I... This, this caused me to take pause because you have a child who, by the way, to add to this entire situation, it's a mixed race couple. So you have a mixed race child who's going to be born into a very confusing situation of a mom who wants to be dad and a dad that likes dick. Not a therapy bill waiting to happen at all. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I don't want to imagine that. I'm not throwing shade. And I'm also not saying that an abortion or adoption would be a better option, necessarily. If these two people truly love each other, and they can figure out a way not to completely mentally fuck this kid up and raise this kid to be a productive member of society, absolutely. I'm all for it. Do I know how the fuck they're going to manage that? Not even a little bit, but it's not my life. I will probably never see this person again. I wish them well, but it was definitely some content for the show because it made my brain kind of audibly screech and I'm just not. I'm not sure how that works, especially because we recently reported on the fact that doctors who aren't aware of the trans status of their patient have unfortunately misdiagnosed some patients, which has caused death because they weren't aware that he is a she or she is a he or I, I don't even know anymore. I can't tell you how many name tags I see. And you've heard me rant about this before of the they them variety. Are, do you have multiple personalities? How are you with they? They indicates multiples. I know some someone out there is going to have a technical, honest-to-God definition of what the they-them is all about. But I stand behind and call it transphobic if you want to. I just don't understand how you can be a they-them and... I guess I'm really old and old school in so much as if you have a penis, you're a boy. If you have a VJ and cassabas, you're a girl. Eh. If if you want to have your cassabas taken off, um, and if you want to get an adedictomy, that's great. 
then then you're you're a he, you're a boy. That's fantastic. If you want to have your Audi turned into an innie, then then you're a girl. Okay, super. I still don't get the they them. I'm just saying it it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I, I can I can I, I can understand that. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, meanwhile, um, now we have the so now we have the topic of uh, bad sneakers, which um, this is this was this was uh, this started last night. Oh, it did actually. It started um, earlier than last night because I went out yesterday morning to go to work, and my rear passenger tire was really low on air. And I'm like, oh, Christ, because I've been battling the front passenger, having to put air in it probably at least once a week. But yet when I brought it to the dealership two weeks or so ago to get an oil change and said, hey, can you take a look at this tire? Something's going on. It keeps losing air. Yeah, they claim they couldn't find anything. So I go out yesterday morning to go to work and my rear tire is way low, even lower than the front tire. And I mean, we're talking like, I think it was reading about 12 pounds of pressure. Yeah, that low. They're supposed to run it somewhere between like 36 and 40-ish, I believe. So I'm like, all right, maybe it's just a sensor issue. So I air both tires up and I keep an eye on it. Well, throughout the evening, it is... It's yeah. losing a little bit of air and a little bit of air and a little bit of air to the point that I have to put air in it to continue my night to make the nut we talked about earlier. By the time I got home, my low air light was on yet again on this tire. So I'm thinking, all right, undoubtedly, I've gotten a foreign object in my tire. I ask phone boy, can you find me a tire shop that can do a tire patch in our little shitty town? Which it's not a shitty town, it's just a tiny town. He says, this one's closed on Saturday, that one's closed on... Okay, found one that's open on Saturday, but it's only open until, what, I think like 11 or something? Yeah. 11.30, yeah. Okay, 11.30. So, we find this place, and I go there, and I'm like... This is the situation. Can you check the front? Because it has a slow leak. And the back one, whoo, dog, we got something going on. Yeah. They said it would probably be about an hour. I said, that's not a problem. Looked at phone boy. I said, let's go get coffee. Yeah. We hadn't hadn't been to Grinder House in a while. Grinder House is still Grinder House. Yeah. But it's got a kind of particular vibe. But anyway. So... We're sitting there enjoying our coffee, watch, people watching, because we sit at chairs that are in front of a big window. It's like a kind of like a bar setup. So we're people watching and the phone rings and it's the tire shop. And you know how you get that all familiar feeling like shit's about to go wrong? Yeah. The woman says, uh, this is so-and-so from such and such tire shop. It's not good. And I knew what she was fixing to say. Yeah. The tire kept losing air because it was down to the fucking steel belted radial. And guess what? Newsflash. So was the other one. Both my back tires needed to be replaced. Holy actual fuck. Next thing you know, $250 and two hours later, I have new tires on the back of my car. Hallelujah. I've only been trying to do that for a few months. But wait, the story gets better. 
So in their pursuit to check the front tire that has been slowly losing air, what do you think they found, pedal heads? That's right. I had a fucking nail in my tire. You want to tell me how my fucking dealership missed that? Are you employing Helen Keller as a fucking mechanic? But of course, when I called a rant to Tigger about this, she says, well, how do you know it didn't get picked up after you went to the dealership and, you know, before today? And I'm going, no. Nope, 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 nope. I'm not feeling like that nail wasn't fucking there. They just missed it. They sprayed the fucking thing, didn't see any air bubbling, and said, don't, don't know, we're busy. And I, they gave me the nail that had been in my tire. And I'm having considerations that I might go to my dealership and say, you know, um... Do you actually check that your mechanics have been through proper schooling? Because if you miss a shiny object in a tire as to why it's having um, air problems, probably should go back to mechanic school, son. I'm, I'm pissed because it cost me $2 every time I had to put air in that tire. And I can assure you, I was losing revenue last night having to air up. Now, granted, the back tire was my fault. I take that all day long as mine. But at the same point in time, that front one has been something I have been dealing with for months. Because it coincidentally started... Well, I guess it didn't start happening as early as I thought it did. But more or less, I had a little meeting... With a curb at the airport, um, came in a little hot to pick up a rider and, you know, kind of bump the curb. I thought maybe it had damaged the bead because the rim wasn't damaged. I had a little scuff mark on it, but it wasn't something that would say, hey, you bent your rim and that's why your tire's leaking. So the, the timing of it was ironic, although they have been doing repairs or not repairs, um, renovations and stuff at. Nashville airport. So the fact of being able to pick up a nail because the place where they have the trucks coming in and out and the area that they're working on. Yeah. You have to kind of like pass right by it to get to where rideshare picks up passengers. So the probability of picking up a nail in that area is extremely high. So I think that's ultimately what it ended up happening. And it just happened to coincide with when I buddy bumped that curb. So for several months, I've been dealing with this tire issue, and the first time I was going to have it checked was when I originally went to have the oil change done by Walmart, which ended up in me raging and saying, you'll never touch my fucking car again, because after two hours of having only one or two vehicles in front of me, And they couldn't find my keys. All of a sudden, oh, someone dropped your keys. We didn't even do your oil change. We'll do it for free. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, no, you won't. Give me my fucking keys. You lost the ability and my business in that regard. Uh, You know, be better. Do better. So ultimately, that's how I ended up at the dealership, having them do my oil change probably two or so weeks, maybe a little longer after the Walmart debacle. And again, they missed what I believe was that nail in my tire. You're not going to convince me that that nail did not get in that tire prior to my oil change. 
I, I would swear on a stack of King James Bible. There, there's just, there's no way it didn't because I was already having air issues. And if it was a beat issue, if it was a STEM issue, okay, no, I just, you're not going to convince me it was not there the whole fucking time. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't it, believe in coincidences. Yeah, well, neither do I. But at the same time, I don't think they're going to actually, and I don't, I don't know that there's going to be anything done about it. And I think the best way to, uh, to resolve the issue is go back to that place, get your oil change in the future. Because yeah, because I found out that they do oil changes there, and when I asked them what a full synthetic would run, because you know I've got one of those expensive, fancy dancy ass motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, the amount that they quoted me, I likey. Because y'all have to understand, I have to drive 45 minutes to Cookville to get an oil change at my dealership. This place is maybe 10 minutes from the house. Like 15, yeah. But okay, 15, but that's still saving yeah. me 30 minutes. Yeah. They're quick. They get you in and out. They don't fuck around. Yeah. They are some efficient individuals. Yes. And nice, too. I mean, first of all, they had at least two or three women working in that thing and not just in a you know uh, not just receptionist way they was they was getting down and dirty in the shop with the boys so i like this place already and i mean i'm I'm glad i got new neekers on me car and you know for a hot minute i can be assured that i'll have the traction i need and so on and so forth with this thing and they're kind of purdy too they they put some good they put some good tires on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh look, my son has joined. Uh, yes. He's okay. Here. So I'm I'm looking at the script. We're going. God, we we're going long today. And yeah. I'm, well, I'm, guess I'm, what? I like long. That's why I'm dating you. Jeez. <laughs> oh so my. So we're gonna have a short little canning rant here. So I recently did mushrooms, and you all have been listening to the wonderful things that I've canned over the, you know, time that we've been doing this show and such. So. I made some beef stock and I decided I was going to put it in jars because I use beef stock like water. I think at least two or three times a week I'm using beef stock and the broth that we buy because, you know, it doesn't have any hot, fresh garbage in it. It's not cheap. And I'm like, I can get bones from the beef farmers that we deal with and make my own. I've got the jars. I've got the lids. I mean, I'm stacked nine out. So I make this stock and I put it in jars and I'm pressurizing. Now, guys, oh my God, it only made two quarts and a pint. It, it was sad. I, I need a much bigger pot. My mom has one and I think I'm going to commandeer it the next time I make stock and make fucking stock. But anyway, so <laughs> I'm, anyone who cans can appreciate there's a piece that when you put the what's known as the jiggler it's the thing that builds pressure it's a release valve that when it closes it's ha- it's when the pressure begins to build is when that closes as long as there's you know as, as long as the jiggler is on cuz i've had it close when the jiggler wasn't on and it's not building any pressure whatever reason it does it it does it so long story short as this thing is i put the jiggler on it and I'm seeing little poofs of steam escaping from this pressure valve. Like when you're trying, like uh, if you've ever seen those, I think it's like liquid nitrogen or something like that. You see those tanker trucks and they've, they've got that little, you know, 
poof of liquid or not liquid uh, poof of gas coming out every once in a while that was kind of what it reminded me of is little puffs of steam and I'm like that's not normal immediately shut my burner off and I'm and I'm like, okay, well, no, before I shut the burner off, I decided, okay, maybe it kind of got stuck. Maybe it had like a little tiny, you know, something, right? So I, I tap it with a paper towel. Well, now I'm in trouble because this fucking thing is starting to vent fucking, really fucking vent. And I'm like, oh, fuck me, throw the heat off because if you depressurize a pressure canner too fast, it can explode. My heart is going 100 miles an hour because all I can think is, is this thing explodes, it's going to kill me, it's going to kill phone boy, and it's probably going to either injure or kill my mother. And it's going to destroy the kitchen, just hands friggin' down. And I'm flipping the fuck out. Thankfully, all the pressure depressurized and it did not explode. I pulled the lid off. And I'm like, all right, we're going to wash this thing. Because one of the reasons that could happen is it needed to be washed. And now, normally, you only have to grease the ring on your canner once a season. But that's if you only can during a certain season. I am constantly canning mushrooms and stock and vegetables and you name it. If there's something I need and I have the opportunity to do it and put it in jars, I'm going to do it. Long story short, wash the whole thing when I take the sponge and I bump against that pressure valve, y'all, this fucking thing came off in two pieces. It was that loose that it had unscrewed itself. I don't know how that happened. I haven't ever seen it happen to this day prior to my own. But I was pissed because I'm like, that shouldn't be able to happen. And washed it all put it back together, made sure I tightened the pressure valve like really tight and put it back on and boom, we were good to go and got the jars all sealed. Matter of fact, I used one of the jars, I uh, used the pint in last night's uh, roast that I made. Yes. Or the night before, I'm yeah, sorry. Which was, which was pretty damn good. It was did pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, so, um, but yeah, the safety is important. Yeah, that's, there's a reason oh, to do extremely. certain things. Yeah, then, and yeah, um, I'd never had, I, I mean, I, I know, yeah, I, I figured if that thing exploded, yeah, that was, pr- we were going to be having a real bad day if that happened. So, yeah, it, it yeah, it would have been really fucking bad. But you know what's not bad? The fact that we've decided to recommit to our health and, you, you, yeah, of course, with, 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 I know, I know, we went out and we bought, like, I bought, like $30 worth of nips. We've literally got a bowl with ice and nips in it for the show where we're just having a great goddamn time with that. But we did decide that we were going to recommit and we were going to walk and run. And we've actually had a kind of a come to Jesus moment where phone boy schedule is a lot more wide open and he has a lot more, you know, not necessarily free time, but time where he can decide like, oh, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I can go for a run and still get all my tasks that, you know, the the boss wants me to get done today. I don't have that. I've got to be out first thing in the morning and probably work until, you know, after dark, which makes working out a little more challenging because I like going for walks with him, but his fitness level is at a point where he runs. He doesn't walk. I'm not there yet. And especially with being asthmatic, I don't know if I will ever fully be there. So we kind of came to peace with the fact that I'm going to go to the gym 
you're going to run as long as each day we're putting up our numbers. Yes, we'd rather be together, but I can be on the phone with him listening to him pant while he runs. He can be on, you know, a video chat with me watching me bounce up and down on a treadmill as I try to walk and run or whatever I choose to do. We don't have to be physically in the same geography in order to do it together. And as anyone knows, working out with a friend is always much more fun and much more successful than working out alone. But we are good. And I started posting some, you know, recommitment day number, blah, blah, blah pictures. And I told phone boy, people are starting to complain, (laughs) maybe a little teasingly, that they don't see the nipple pics anymore. You know, he hasn't posted running pics in a while. So I kind of encouraged him to get back to doing his running pics because people are inspired by them and they look forward to them. So we are definitely going to be recommitted now that the weather's cooling off and it's not so unbearingly hot. But we're we're going to recommit to getting down to where we want to be, maintaining where we want to be. Because I personally kind of feel like it's being disingenuous when we talk about eating clean and living clean and this, that, and the other thing. And yet we're not putting up our numbers. You know, there are more times than not that we have slipped or ate something that we shouldn't have that either contains sugar or grains. Definitely not trying to consume seed oils, but you know, I don't know what's in the dip at the Mexican restaurant. So, I mean, we we could inadvertently have been doing so. But the long story short is that we are recommitting to our health. We are recommitting to the financial aspect of our relationship because unfortunately with the exorbitant amount of extortion that he has to pay to his ex, uh, yeah, we we just got to make sure that we're really circumspect on what we do. So... You know, long story short, we are recommitting and it's going to be for the best. And you all can watch that journey because we will be posting pics after our workouts every day. And we would hope that, you know, in loving fashion, you all would keep us motivated and and keep us uh, keep us honest. You know, if if you don't see a pic for a couple of days and, you know, you're kind of wondering, like, uh, did we fall off the wagon? You know, send send a message, put it in the chat, do whatever, you know, throw something on N.A. Like, uh, hey, Phoenix and Phone Boy, still putting up those numbers? You know, it's it. it we are here for you and, and we know that you are here for us. Yeah, no, I get it. I, so Cotton Gin just posted something in the, in the chat I was trying to look at. And I'm okay. not sure if it's getting the files because apparently NAM records all the streams. So um, this is a, so we, we have a, there was a, there's apparently recordings here. I'm not sure exactly what's in, if, if because when I get these files, there's nothing in them. So I don't know. I will have to play with this at some point. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is, um, um, so yeah, hopefully we will find a record. And like I said, we got multiple possibilities here. I'm just making sure that I'm trying to cover all my bases here in case there's a problem. Worst case, we can publish the second half of this as the, as the episode and just say, well, we lost power. It happens. Oh my God. But we do have, the, well, no, we have the recording on the roadcaster. I know. I need you to, just simply need to, I, yes, I um, need to, you know, do, do your, uh, dude named Ben yes. nod, knob, nerd, 
Your nerd knob turning. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. But yeah, I'm probably going to have to even play some tracks from the, the playlist while I, because I'm going to have to actually take the roadcaster offline to do to do what I need to do here. But we'll figure it. This is all stuff to figure out. So, um, all right. So I tell you what, we're going to, um, so um, we got a couple of small stories here. Um, so we've got, well, well, no, we're uh, going to finish our toast and well, jam. Well, no, as I'm saying, we got a couple of small stories. Oh, is that what you consider small? Yeah. Well, yeah, the last card. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, okay. So, so we're, so one of the things we try to do around here with, with with mom is we'll sit we'll usually after dinner or maybe even in the morning sometimes we'll sit down and play gin rummy it's just it's yeah a, there, there's no telling that we could literally be sitting down and a card game breaks out it's funny that's exactly how it works and so we're playing and we're going around and round and round and and, and we're getting down the, the 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 draw pile is getting down and down and down and down and, and meanwhile a lot of cards have been played on the table i draw the very last card that you know the, to, to pick up right and I ended up actually going out on that last card because I was going, I'm going, okay, so what happens if nobody can, if, if you can't actually, um, you know, if you can't actually uh, go out, you know, if, if, if nobody can go out, well, what, what happens when all the cards are, you know, you can't draw any more cards? Yeah, that was actually a question you had posed and it just happened that you drew the exact card you needed to and ended up going out. And we often joke that um, instead of playing cards, it's giving us an opportunity to cuss at each other because, oh my God, we, uh, yeah, we are we are some fierce card players. Like there is there is no shortage of f bombs dropped when we are playing cards because you'll be like really concentrated and you're like, all right, I just need this one card to drop or you know whatever, whatever, whatever. And then like the person in front of you or the second because there's three of us, you know, the the second person in rotation will go out and you're just like mother fucking son of I mean going ham. Yeah, my you you want to know where I learned to cuss, folks? The matriarch, no cap, between her and my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad taught me how to cuss using new words y'all ain't never heard. I have my own damned vocabulary, I assure you. But uh, yeah, it's it's really fun, and it I, I don't regret any bit of it. Whether I'm the one going out or the other two are lots and lots of fun. Yeah, exactly. I can. Yeah, definitely. Um, but what wasn't lots of fun was we were sitting out on the balcony when, 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 um, not too long ago, and I and I looked up and I said, "Honey, uh, I don't want to alert. I don't. I don't want to alarm you, but uh, there's a there's a spider above your head." Now, mind you, I'm horribly arachnophobic, which means I have a massive fear of spiders, and I'm like, okay. So I get up out of my chair, and I. I, I turn around because I said, how big is it? That was the question before I got up. I said, how big is it? So he indicates this. This thing is maybe a, di- a dime size. You fucking lie. You, that's like, what I, that's, that, you fucking made it seem like this thing was maybe body size of a fucking ladybug. You did not indicate to me this thing was a fucking tarantula. <laughs> Nonetheless, it wasn't a fucking. I get up. (laughs) No, it was actually. Um, it was probably like an orb weaver or something. But I am not kidding, y'all. I get up out this chair, and I turn around to go inside the house so that he can take care of this thing. And I see this thing. Now, Hempress Emily was on the phone with me at the time. I think she now needs hearing surgery. I screamed like a bitch. Yes, I did. And I, I was like, uh-uh-uh, I'm out. I flew myself in that house after I screamed. And then, 
we don't know where it went. Okay, Phone Boy took the web down because this thing had built quite an, a, a good web. Now, I've seen two of these. Okay, they live off to the side of our front door. Far enough away, I don't find them to pose an issue. And because they eat bugs, it's a bonus to have them at your front door. Especially if you have your outside light on at night. Yeah. Anyway, in my personal opinion, you come on my balcony. That's my space. Now you're too close. If it was over in the corner, okay, you can live. I don't go in the corner. But you're about halfway up my balcony, like, you know, lengthwise, where I sit. Nah, son. Relocation time. You've been evicted. So, phone boy takes the web down. In the mean, because this thing is literally sitting on its web. In the meantime, this thing drops down and apparently, according to phone boy, went between the slats, which means it was on its way down to the first floor, which is fine with me because I'll make sure he goes outside first and clears the patio before I go outside. But needless to say, it was. Probably a couple days where I made him switch chairs with me so that I could see this thing coming if it wasn't down on the first floor or completely relocated to another unit. Because I'm like, uh-uh. if this thing is bigger than a pinhead, I'm screaming like a girl. I mean, to the point we've got these weird like cricket things that every once in a while get in the house. And I will tell you truth, y'all. These little bastards look like a wood spider or a brown recluse. Just the way their legs are. And yeah, it's been mistaken more times than not. And the kick in the ass is the fact that they're fast. And they don't necessarily jump. They, they kind of scurry. And the problem is, we don't have a light on downstairs first floor at night most times. And one night I come down, this this is a while ago, I go downstairs one night and I step down onto the floor and I see something move and I immediately screamed because I thought it was a friggin' spider. But I kind of super girled over to the light switch off the stairs, no lie, flipped the light on and realized, oh, it's one of those stupid fucking crickets. So after I've already screamed and told Foam Boy to, you know, come downstairs, I take a piece of paper and a glass and trap the damn thing in it and then just put its ass outside. Before, you know, my my chivalrous knight and shining Omer here gets downstairs. Did you call me Omer? I called you Omer. Yes. My knight and shining Omer. So needless to say, yeah, before he gets downstairs, I've already managed to get this thing out the door and everything's fine. God knows, had I actually been in danger, had I actually been being threatened by an arachnid, I would have died with how slow it was that you got downstairs that night. But anyways, um, never mind. <laughs> so, so speaking of things that probably need to die, what about Kroger? And there, uh, yeah, so we, we went to, uh, so, um, okay, so for our hundredth episode, we, we ordered some balloons and, uh, they, the balloons, uh, well, they, we, we had, very, we, we ordered this thing. I specifically said I wanted, now, if Did anyone you a, has a seen, picture, you need to put the, I already put the picture of the balloons in the chat when we had them on the hundredth. However, I didn't pull them because. Okay, so, so I'll, I'll send it, send I'll, it I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the chat. I'll put, put it in the chat, chat again. That'll Anyway, help. so. We buy 33 balloons 
a one, a zero, a zero, and then six. Um, there, there were five of each colors because we took all the colors that are in our logo. So black, purple, green, pink, etc. I specifically said I wanted the color on the balloon tails to correspond to the color of the balloon. I didn't think that was a hard request. Apparently, Kroger doesn't fucking understand English because every one of the balloons we got had a white string. I was furious. But by the time my brain realized the fact that they were white string, we had already paid for them. Otherwise, I would have demanded them to be redone. I was pissed, but fine. Okay, whatever. I relent the fact that we've purchased them. It costs way more money than I freaking wanted it to. But irrelevant to the fact, we get these balloons, and by the time we get them home, now mind you, it's not cold in our studio, and I'm going to be posting a picture of these balloons in the chat so that you all can see what our balloon bouquet of the 100th episode looked like. By the time we got them into the studio, we had to set them on the floor because of the fact that the fan you see in the picture had actually, because it was on, it's fucking hot up here, it had actually sucked the latex balloons to the back of it. So we had to put them on the floor so that that wouldn't happen. But these balloons were literally already losing their helium uh, lift ability and that was really disappointing to me because we paid a lot of money phone boy paid a lot of money for this balloon bouquet for them to not eat first of all they did not tie the 100 and the latex separate there were two balloon weights they easily could have separated the number mylars and the latex but they did not, which made trying to get them apart. Yeah. Nightmare. So there was that problem. And like I said, with the fact that I couldn't separate them and they were already losing their helium ability, whether it was because the hundred mylar uh, balloons was dragging them down or whatever, it was just a gigantic disappointment. And then not having the right strings, we will never order balloons from Kroger again for shame on them for being sub par on all levels yeah I, I agree with that um so we have um okay so um all right yeah they, I, yeah fuck them all right so we'll put it we'll, we'll of course have this in the show notes so or and, and if you've got a podcasting 2.0 app you'll actually see the the the, the, the pitiful balloons now um Okay, so um, we actually so on the way back from the from the from the bad sneakers we uh, that, that we had to go replace, uh, we we actually stopped at the farmers market. I was a little late, and we weren't expect we were there was, a little was, bit. Yeah, it, we were we weren't ex we weren't planning to buy anything unless uh, unless uh, Peggy unless had, yeah, yeah Peggy unless had, uh, Hummingbird Hill had had the onions, but they <laughs> sold out. Which you know what. They'll have more next week. We'll get them next week. Yeah. But it did give us an awesome opportunity to hang out and chit chat with a couple of the farmers that we are friends with. And also, you found a new uh, vendor. Yes, I did. Uh, so um, actually, the, and, and, and so I'm always very skeptical of of uh, olive oil, right? Because uh, we know that most olive oil is is cut, and in fact, and so of course, uh, when I real and so I went over there, and I, I, I was I suggest I was suggested that I might want to go have a go have a chat with them. I said, okay, well, so I I walked down there and I started I started talking with them, and I was like, well, you know, you, okay, so most olive oil is cut, right? And he's like, yeah, we don't cut it. 
like okay and and they, now they, there's a book that they mentioned that I, immediately when i knew that they meant when they mentioned that book i'm like okay yeah you guys are fine right in fact they're even in the book apparently which is a the book is called extra virginity and it's a book about the fact that most olive oil is absolute is absolute abject garbage so um, which is why we pay the exorbitant amount of money we do for the villa capelli that is like a three liter tin and by the time you get done paying for shipping this and that it's like 150 dollars. that's about what, well that's no i ordered some other stuff too it's like one it's actually like a hundred bucks or something but still y'all a hundred bucks for a three liter tin that you can get for 30 or 40 in the grocery store there's a reason it's so much more expensive it's because it's not cut with seed oils and it's a really great product we're not shilling for them we're just saying this is why we pay what we pay but also that tin lasts like what a year or something yeah it went a whole year that was because that's only the second tin i've purchased since we've moved in here so yeah so i mean it, it does last a good while and believe me we use a good amount of olive oil in what I cook and and such, but please continue with your story. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so anyway, we we so I actually got to sample it. That that's so, and I t- I tasted it. And I'm like, yeah, that t- that tastes proper. You know, is is that what I saw you taking a shot of? Yes. Well, that well, I mean, I because I, I was I was taking shots of that. I also tasted the balsamic too. Okay. Yeah, so we I was taking yes, I was taking I was like I was uh, I was acting like a wop and in in, 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 uh, in drinking olive oil. So. Did- uh, did you literally just use that term, phone boy? Yeah, I'm, Vinny, who, who actually is one. You, you do realize that's offensive to Italians. Well, even Italians say it. So I what, understand, it, it, but black people say the N-word. It doesn't make it right. Yeah. Well, but I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you actually know the history of that particular word and what it signifies? Uh, what does? Okay, so what does it? Okay, so when people from Italy would arrive back in the day, how everyone came through... Uh, you know, Staten or not Staten Island? Um, or is it uh, yeah. where the Statue of Liberty is? Ellis Island. Mm-hmm. Okay, when they, when they would come through Ellis Island, they didn't have papers because they were you know they they were immigrants, and ultimately it's W O P WAP. It stands for without papers. That is where that horrible. Uh, what what am I thinking? What what do you call those? Uh, I don't know. It's slur basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know that that's basically what that racist term for yeah. an Italian is. It stands for without papers. Little yeah. history lesson. That's all. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Uh, now now everybody's got to have papers, right? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. It's called a vaccine passport. Uh, yeah, you that, know. That's... And and of course, you know. Um, let's let's not forget. You know, not to be. Uh, confused with uh, WAP, and we all know what that's about. Exactly, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Anyway, we so it, we it's good stuff. I they are actually the, the prices are fairly in line with what they're with what they're offering. Uh, the fact that I know that there's someplace local here because they they are uh, even they've got a few different shops there and they got a couple of shops in Illinois. They've also got uh, they've they've got some in Nashville and there's actually the the the, the people that came out were actually from uh or, or they're they're just a little bit or a little bit north of Crossville in fact. So uh, they they came out to our farmers market and. And, yeah. That's where the oil people are located yeah. is a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so I, I was not aware because I had actually sent you, um, you, 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 it was, it was getting late, uh, almost time where, uh, the market was going to be folding up for the day. And it felt like you kept longingly looking at the olive oil table and I'm like, go, <laughs> go and see what it's about. And from across, oh, probably three stands. 
He's like, I'm buying some balsamic. I said, no, you're not. He's like, yes, I am. I said, no, you're not. Baby, we don't need any. We have two large bottles that came from Costco. So we had a discussion about it. Phoenix fucking lost. So the next time these folks are at the farmer's market, I'm sure he's going to pay $20 for a bottle of balsamic vinegar because... He can return the unopened Costco one because they have a fantastic return policy. So I'm not opposed to it. Just thinking about the fact that really big bottle of balsamic, um, small, really expensive bottle of balsamic, whatever. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. That's the that I want to I wanted to get the good stuff. That's the that's the thing. I know you like the good stuff, baby, but um, unfortunately. Uh, as long as you're paying for the fat cunt to have the good stuff, we have to be a little more circumspect. Uh, fair enough. All right. Meanwhile, now, we all need to be circumspect about the team that you root for here, that you're ride and die with, and we have some voicemails. And we want to know, don't forget, call 253-237-3321. Tell us who is your ride or die team? Who are you a diehard fan for? Is it football? Is it basketball? Is it baseball? Doesn't matter the sport. Who do you live and die every season with? Yeah, exactly. Well, all right. This caller, I don't think actually address. I'm not sure if he addresses that question, but uh, but I believe. Uh, yeah. All right. We're gonna play it. Oh yeah. Just uh, listen to uh, episode 100. Uh, yesterday, I finally got around to that because like half a week or so ish behind on podcast. I'm not sure exactly. Because we had a vacation in there and then a holiday and then work was different for me and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. I already complained about that on uh, Behind the Screens. But uh, it's like, man, don't people realize there's podcasts to listen to and I got to stay caught up? But anyway, it was enjoyable with you guys and uh, Sir Spencer and Dan DeLorean. So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, team to ride or die with. Um. I'm going to go with my family. Um, and I don't know. Some stuff would probably have to come up. Probably maybe some friend, maybe a couple friends. Um, but uh, I don't really have right now like any like ride or die friends, if you will. Um, just because something I realize it's, it's, it's lacking. Um, but I, but I should be better at it and get to have some more friends. In real life, you know, and, uh, but yeah, oh, it would be my family. Uh, just, um, yeah. Just trying to think of another direction for that to go, but, uh, I guess on another note is like just kind of pay attention to those people that are always there. Um, my wife is talking about it, or my wife and I were talking about it, and like, She's one of those, like, real stable, like, it's always doing stuff for people, like, friends, but or, uh, like, just friends and and whatnot. But, like, honestly, taking advantage of it because she's not doing stuff for, like, to get kudos or anything like that. But then, like, somebody else to do that exact same thing, and they'll be like, oh, it's such a big deal. Or, like, she's just doing it because that's what she does kind of thing. Like, almost kind of like how you, like... Not take advantage, but you kind of forget, like, your family's just all, like, not everybody, but fortunately my family, like, your family's just always there for you. You know, if something's going on, like, they'll help you out. They're 
they're there for you kind of thing and whatnot. And realize like how blessed I am to have that and how blessed both of us are to have that. But, um, yeah, like don't, don't, do not overlook those people. You know, sometimes we get a little too comfortable or just like, oh yeah, thanks. You know, when it's like, Hey, you know, they're always, they're the ones always there. So, but yeah, pay attention to those people. So, all right. Well, it's that time. I love you guys. Stay dangerous. And if you're listening to this, Thank you, Mr. Christopher Battles. And you know what? I agree completely, dude. Don't take for granted the people who are your ride or die. It doesn't matter if sports team or not. The people who've been with you through the good times and the bad, those are the people who you want to hold on to and not take for granted. Because when you do take them for granted, at some point, they may not be there for one reason or another. And if you have the introspection to go wow I kind of messed up because I took that person for granted maybe you're lucky enough you can say you're sorry or maybe you'll never have the opportunity to tell that person you know that you're sorry just pay attention to what you're doing be mindful you know don't take people for granted and and as far as it goes Mr. Christopher Battles you're totally our friend man you're a pedal head You mean a lot to us. You call every week and contribute value in the form of a voicemail. We appreciate you and your missus a whole lot for the fact that you do that. A hearty caca to you, sir. And thank you for your courage. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for calling in and supporting us this whole time. Uh, I realize I've, 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 I've. Things things did not get done. I realize I have to light live item tags and that kind of thing. Maybe wow, I'll, you're just having to do a lot of fixing stuff after everything went tits up. Well, this is something I forgot. And now by oh, the, and, you didn't light it at all. Yeah, when I didn't we light started. it. At, yeah, I didn't. <gasps> for shame, right. phone boy. But you know what? I also want to recognize the fact that. Mr. Christopher Battles has been a pedal head since episode one. Yeah, we'd like, we'd How like fantastic is that? We so appreciate you for that, sir. Yes, we yes we do. So uh, I need to make let's make sure uh, let's make sure this is actually working. Okay, so we need to do um, yeah we need to do that, and I need to make sure of this. Yeah, that. So anyway, we we have another voicemail which we're gonna play, and I think I think I think we want to hear it. Yeah. You know what my ride or die team is. I bleed orange. Cut me and see. And you two better have orange on today or so help me. I'm coming to Crossville and blister both your asses. Bye. Not to worry, Mama. We were rocking the Vols colors, and apparently they are up seven to six. So go Vols! That's right. So I, it's Gator Tail for dinner, baby. That's right. Strap so, in. So why does it say that Rideshare Radio is what's live? I know that's not what's live. Something is something is screwy with all this. I oh have no. Oh my Aitken God! Are you kidding me? I don't know. All right, let me play the next. We, we've got. Looks like we have three voicemails from uh, from one of our favorite pedal heads. The Lotus Effect for Phoenix and Phone Boy. Oh, um, this weirdo. Um, I didn't get to call in for the hundredth episode, so happy one hundred and all that jazz. Um, so like ride or die sports teams. Um, well, I don't really care much for shooty hoops or sporty ball. None of that shit. Um, 
always thought it was kind of weird that people could tell you the complete roster of like first, second, third string of every team and every conference and like the fucking Euro League and everything else, but like they can't walk outside and name three fucking plants in their natural world, you know? Uh, so like, I don't know. I'm, I'm from Kansas, so, you know, I, or Kansas, south of Kansas City. And so, you know, when the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, that's the only football game that's been on my TV since I've owned the motherfucker. So that's about how interested I am in that shit. Uh, damn, there was something else I was going to bring up that she was just talking about right before I called. The fuck? Uh, now I can't remember what it was. I had something I was going to say, too. I had a particular reason for calling in. Um, because, like I said, I could not give a single hot fuck less about, you know, fucking sports teams. Um, like... You know, that's just just it's it's bread and circus. It's wine wine and circus is all that it is, and that's it's uh, a fucking distraction. You know, like um, people were talking. I was listening to something the other day that was talking about the Patriot Act because we were you know September 11th. Never forget, yeah, because it's fucking traumatic and it. Because it was a traumatic event that helped keep you fucking herded in a certain direction. Yeah, they don't want you to forget. But there were, uh, um, the night that the Patriot Act went through, there was a hundred thousand people in the fucking whatever baseball stadium watching the big game that could have been, you know, maybe calling senators and voting in a different direction. Um, I think he ran out. I think he, I ran think out, he did too. I but you did. know what? Yeah, I can, we, we have another voicemail from him. I can appreciate his viewpoint. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go discuss on, it after. We'll, yeah. Wow, these fucking time limits, man. Time isn't even real, dude. So, um, yeah, you know, when there's a when 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 you have people that are completely fixated on some fucking fantasy football league, but can't tell you who their fucking senator is or who their governor is or what took place at the fucking last city hall council meeting. You know, it's, it's, dude, it's just fucking insanity. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I got to say about that shit, I guess. Uh, go local sports team. Woo. Woo. You know what? Honestly, the only sport that we could give a flying fuck about is football. And it's not always us watching our team. We just enjoy the sport in general. I can't give you the entire fucking roster of either team that I support. But then again, I also can't tell you who the fuck the governor is or a state rep for my state because, yeah, I have no more fucks to give. My fucks have all run dry. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't fucking care about government, whether it be federal or local. Yeah. I 
I basically don't have a lot of fucks to give about a lot of things. But, I mean, obviously, our ride-or-die teams are Vols for college and Niners for Pro Bowl. That's right. We enjoy watching it, and we're not shitting on anyone who doesn't enjoy watching it. Just like, you know, nobody's shitting on us for enjoying watching it. That's right. It's a really simple thing. But you can still call in and... Weigh in two five three two three seven three three two one. Tell us who is your ride or die team. You don't even have to tell us why, or tell us that you can't fucking stand sports ball like Weirdo did. We want it all. all right, meanwhile, 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 Weirdo has called in yet one more time. Here, so we're gonna play it. Fucking yeah! Yeah, that's where we're gonna do it. Okay, so it's Weirdo again. Um, I. Uh, my old lady was watching this, this, this makeup challenge show on fucking Netflix where they have these makeup designers do this dumb shit. And it's, I just can't stand any of the people involved in it. They really just kind of remind me of uh, the hunger games. Um, but there was, okay. So coupled with the other day, we were watching some shit. Oh, it was, uh, it was on, uh, awaken with JP on, on, on YouTube. If you haven't, have you, if you haven't seen him, uh, he's, he's, uh, hilarious. So, um, there's this lady, she said, noun self. This is a new one. It's called noun self. Okay. And ultimately she was like, you know, she referred to herself as bug person. You can refer to yourself as a noun. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I want to be referred to as Tallahassee or fucking what, whatever other noun that you feel that you need to be. So anyway, bug bug person was the one that stuck. And uh, so anyway, later on, we're watching the show and they're using fucking pronouns. And I'm like, this is fucking retarded. So it was the they, them shit. And uh, I was like, how, how as, a, as a child, like what you're talking about, why, why I called this, because uh, at the time you were talking about the uh, child being raised by the multiracial fucking super confused couple. And, um, they, uh, I was like, as a child, you know, like, like, <laughs> we, we were sitting there smoking last night and it came up to, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, they, 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 them doesn't have, uh, they's homework because, uh, goat self, uh, ate my homework and by goat self, they is referring to, Vay's uh, birthing person. What the fuck? How does that sentence even fucking make sense? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. I think, I think Weirdo. Go- That's fucking fantastic. Goat Self is totally a show title, too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, Okay. I can't remember. We were reading an article, and I I think I had even recommended to Phone Boy that we pull it as a hate cover because it literally had the terms seating parent or seating person and birthing person, and I just flipped the ever-loving fuck out. I'm like, that is, hands down, the most offensive term And I don't get offended, as y'all can tell, with some of the shit that comes out of my face. How can I claim offense? 
Yeah, I'm going to talk about the fact I am offended when I hear this fucking term of seeding person and birthing person. Motherfucker, I'm a mom. I'm a goddamn mom. Okay? I'm not no birthing person. I'm a mom. I put nine months of my life on hold to grow another fucking human being for you woke-ass cocksuckers to call me a birthing person? Go fuck yourself. Just want to put that out there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, oh, we got one more voicemail. Hell yeah. All right. This is, this is, uh, yeah, I'm not sure who this is, but we're going to find out. Hey, to the screen, pedal heads. Uh, sorry about the road noise. I'm out in front of my garage. There's motorcycles and assholes going by. <clears throat> about the sports ball and sports and stuff, you know, I'll tell you. I used to care about it more, but these days, like, I'm amazed at my own capacity to not really care at all. Like, there's times where I even do want to care. Like, I feel like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and watch the game this weekend. And then, like, the game's on. It's like, I just don't even feel like turning it on or watching it. I, I, I just, I, there's times where I wish I could care, but I don't. <clears throat> but what I actually wanted to call about, I just got home from work, and you guys were talking earlier about, while I was driving home, about uh, uh, schools keeping secrets from parents, you know? And I was like, I got a good story about that. There was a time, I was in seventh grade, me and two buddies got assigned a task to, uh, like, come up with some information and make, like, a, a presentation, like, charts and graphs and shit. The one kid, this is back in the 90s, and the one kid had a really good computer at home with a nice printer and stuff. So we were like, me and the other guy were like, hey, we'll get all the numbers. <clears throat> then you just take it home and put it on the computer. That's fair, distribution of labor. The teacher, like, so that kid had a dentist appointment that day. We were supposed to give the presentation. He left all the shit in his locker, and the teacher accused us of lying and making him do all the work and just made us take out poster board and try to draw it with markers and shit. I was like, we, would, we don't even have our fucking numbers, man. He took all the papers. Like, he's got it all. Like, And she kept calling us liars and stuff until I just finally, like, threw my poster board across the room. She's like, go to the office. And I was like, okay, fine. And then she's like, go to the office. As I was already walking out of the room. I get out of the room. I yelled, suck my fucking dick so loud. Everybody else in the whole eighth grade or seventh grade, whatever it was, heard it. Like, everybody. All the other classroom doors were open. I yelled it so loud. Everybody heard me tell her to suck my fucking dick. When I go to school, like, my mom had to meet the principal. And uh, they suspended me for three days, but they didn't even tell her that I said that. I went home immediately and said, hey, mom, you know, uh, I did something today. I told her that she had accused me of lying. I told her that I told her to suck my fucking dick, you know, and mom wasn't proud of me, but at the same time, she still had my back for at least not allowing myself to be accused of being a liar. I'm not sure how much longer I have on this voicemail left. Uh, it's about two and a half, so I'll uh, catch you guys later in the in the pedal effect. Thank yeah. you so much, face to the screen. You know what? I am with you on that. I mean, <laughs> my kids uh, never had the the cuyans to uh, tell a teacher to suck their dick to their face. Although I think, depending on what would have happened, I might have actually had their back. Like, well, yeah, I mean, fucking eat a bag, bitch. Uh, but however, now I, I will tell a story about this uh it is something i was aware of so my youngest son and i have the same i don't know what you would call it when we're concentrating 
or when we're stressed, it, it can be a various number of things, we will rock back and forth. It is a soothing mechanism. And it was only brought to my attention as an adult when my ex... It's, it's, called, yeah, it's like an autism... Uh, it, whatever t- it is, whatever. It, it's what I do. And I'm not ashamed of it, okay? When I'm thinking, when I'm stressed, different things trigger it. But I will rock back and forth because it's a soothing mechanism. Well, he used to do that a lot in class. And the teacher... And this even annoyed me hearing about it, okay? The teacher had a little fucking clicker that she used to train a dog. And every time she would see my son rocking, she would fucking click that fucking clicker at him. And I hated that fact. So the day he chucked a fucking whiteboard at her for clicking that clicker at him, and they called me and told me about it, my simple response was, he's not a dog. Don't fucking click at him. If he's rocking, unless he's disturbing the class, leave him the fuck alone. Yeah. She ended up actually having to get medical treatment. I don't know how hard he whipped that fucking whiteboard, but uh, he was in like, I don't know, first or second grade, I think. I mean, he he went fucking, uh, you know, he went ham on her on that one. And I stood up for the fact. You're not going to screw my kid over. It was like a 10-day suspension they tried to give him for bringing something to school because they had him on video bringing it into the bathroom, but then they couldn't find the thing that he supposedly had on him uh, when they went in the bathroom. And I said, okay, so you have no evidence, but you're trying to give him a 10-day out-of-school suspension? Lick, lick, lick my balls. You're not doing it. I think he ended up maybe serving five out of that 10. But I have always been a fierce and staunch defender of my children. If you fuck up, I'm going to make sure that you are held accountable. But if you don't, or if the school is overstepping its bounds, yeah, you're not getting my support. Too fucking bad for you. And I've actually had conversations with Hempress Emily about the fact I wish I was in a position where I could have homeschooled my children. I wish I had known the value of homeschooling them back in the day because I can assure you I would not have had them in the COG system by any means. And looking back, I'm kind of ashamed of the fact that I didn't homeschool when I had originally thought about it because, yeah, it would have been a lot of work. But it also probably would have been a whole lot more wholesome for them than the shitty-ass school that they were in. And it was actually part of the reason why I moved down here to Tennessee, other than the fact that I had fallen in love with someone who was from this state. And the fact that since I was like 15, I always wanted to live here. The school systems, believe it or not, down here are actually better. And I almost kind of feel like the government has a little bit less overreach than they do with this being a red state and the state I come from being a blue state, which, according to Phone Boy, uh, Larry fucking Larry has moved to my home state. Question mark, exclamation, the point. What the fuck? From the frying pan to the fire, Larry. What is up with that? I know. I was, I was about to mention that, and I, and I don't know what to make of it. But it, but yes, when I when I looked on his website, that's where his uh, his uh, um, his PO box for uh, for donations or whatever is uh, is in Connecticut. So uh, that would be yeah, that'd be interesting. So. Um, well, hopefully he, yeah, he, he says it was, you know, I don't know what, I think he said on the podcast, it was, uh, let, it was, uh, you know, not quite as bad and like, okay, well that means it's just going to get bad at some point, but, um, okay. So, all right. I think I've, I've, I've moved a few, I've moved some of the stories we plan to cover to next week, I think, but I am going to, we're going to, we are going to do the, uh, we're going to do a couple, we're gonna do a couple more stories here. 
I'll take a drink, and I, my name's Smoke Little Reef. You know, I, I like to smoke reefer. You know, it relaxes me and everything. A couple of doobies, you know, just to get you through the day and everything. But I do not freebase cocaine. Yeah, so I don't freebase cocaine, but uh, and apparently in North Carolina, there, which is which, by the way, it's still it's still illegal to smoke any uh, in, any of the holy herb in in, in North Carolina. Uh, but yes. but a tribe in North Carolina, an Indian tribe, uh, uh, Feather Not Dot, has uh, voted to legalize recreational cannabis. So in an in 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 a historic vote, there we go. Let's try to say that correctly. On September seventh, twenty twenty three, the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, a federally recognized tribe in North Carolina, approved a ballot measure to legalize recreational marijuana used by a vote of 70% to 30%. Now, the measure allows for the possession and use of marijuana for adults 21 years of age and older within the Kuala boundary, the 57,000 acre territory held by the ECBI. The measure also provides for the ECBI Tribal Council to develop legislation to regulate the cannabis market. Now, the Kuala Boundary will now become the only area in North Carolina where marijuana can be legally purchased and used. And you know those motherfuckers are going to be sitting right there on the outer skirts of that territory just waiting for people that want to get their bud and busting them for possession and all that other shit. You know the nefarious, sneaky shit that they're going to pull. We're just waiting on it. I just think, hey, North Carolina, here's a professional tip. Fucking legalize it. Yeah, well, okay, well, you know that's not going to happen because now now the next sentence... I read, oh, I do, but, you know, it's not going to stop me from telling every dumbass state out there that's still living in the draconian age that, oh, weed is the enemy and weed is bad and it leads to other drugs. Shut the fuck up and just legalize it. You are missing out on so much revenue. You're constantly complaining your state is broke. You don't have enough enough money for education you don't have enough money for this and that legalize the fucking holy herb i can't believe i'm actually advocating for a fucking government intervention but i'd rather have tennessee put a provision where here it's legal you just have to buy it at a dispensary which fucking prove i got it from the street as opposed to a dispensary you know lick 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 my balls but we really need to put that clip on fucking you know (laughs) my board because there's a lot of things that qualify but seriously I mean, these states really need to get a clue and realize that you are just stalling the inevitable progress of the world. This is not a dangerous, it's not, you have alcohol, you have tobacco, you have fentanyl, you have um, suboxone, which is basically a, a synthesized legal meth. You have all of this shit available to people. It's killing them. It's killing innocent people. But oh my God, you can't legalize a fucking plant that as long as it's it's literally less dangerous for you than alcohol. And I'm sure that there are even in the legal states, there are many less deaths attributed to being high as there are to alcohol. Because when you're high and you drive, you don't tend to be speeding. Have you ever seen Super Troopers? Yeah, it's not really that far off. I've been fucking blazed and drove and realized that I'm doing like 60 on the fucking interstate and it's 70. There's a reason cruise control was invented. But seriously, they're missing out on a lot of revenue because of the antiquated draconian thinking that they're exhibiting. 
and I don't know whose pocket they are trying to steal money out of other than the taxpayers in so much as who is paying you to not legalize the shit? You know, who's who's got the blackmail photos on you fuckers? Because seriously, you know, get on board. There are 38, I think, states that have legalized this and the revenue that they are seeing is astronomical. So I, I absolutely would love to pen a letter to a state representative with hard numbers from the states that have legalized it and be like, the next time we, the voters, the people, hear you whining about how you don't have the fucking money for this and you don't have the money for that, here is what the fuck, you are leaving money on the fucking table that you could be using for the shit you're complaining we don't have in our state all because of your draconian thinking. Have fun being fucking broke, you bitches. Okay, let's take it another step further. So recreational medical cannabis are illegal in North Carolina, as we said before. U.S. Representative Chuck Edwards, a Republican who opposed the measure, introduced the Stop Pot Act in the House of Representatives on September 1st, a week before EBCI voters decided the marijuana measure. The legislation would withhold federal funds from tribes that legalize recreational marijuana on their lands. In a press release, Edwards said, during a time when our communities are seeing unprecedented crime, drug addiction, and mental illness, the Stop Pot Act will help prevent even greater access to drugs and ease the strain placed on our local law enforcement and mental health professionals who are already stretched thin. Precisely. Yet another reason. I mean, if you look at the raw numbers of the states that have legalized this, their crime rates have gone down significantly, as have the use of fentanyl, the use of methamphetamine. I mean, let's just face it, Oregon went a little far by just being like, hey, everything's legal, fuck it, we're done trying. Step too far, guys, step too far. But legalizing something that should be able to be grown like a tomato, as the wolf pack puts it, we completely agree that this is not <clears throat> this is not something that should have to be government regulated or even illegal. Just decriminalize it. It's it's not a matter of making it fucking uh, federally legal. Just decriminalize it and then let people fucking grow it. Let dispensaries open that aren't limited to that little shitty arbitrary 0.3 number. Because I can tell you, driving in Nashville and seeing all these billboards and all of these businesses that are, finger quotes, cannabis dispensaries. Yeah. No, you're not. You're a glorified hemp store, motherfucker. Until such time as Tennessee has full-on legal, uh, you know, like, legality for the good herb, where you can... Smoke that motherfucker like a cigarette in front of a cop and he can't do shit about it. That is when we will stop preaching and bitching that you antiquated old farts will not come into the century where our state could be making a lot more money. Our roads could be better. Our education systems could be better. Everything could be better by legalizing something that shouldn't have been illegal in the first place. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Now, um, all right, we've got, uh, now, I know we talked about using a different clip. I did not have time to do that before we got started. So we're just going to have to play the clip that, uh, that y'all hate. I've been slow cooking it all day in my vagina. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you are actually using I, the slow I, cooker today. So I am using sense. the slow cooker, but at the same point in time, we will be changing that clip by next week. We are going to have a new clip for that. So, because I know all of you, much like myself, much like Hempress Emily and Tigger, when you hear that clip, it, you cringe. Or at least the, the females do. I, I hate that clip. <clears throat> but we have a new one that we'll be rolling out next week. We, we've been really busy. As you've heard in the Toast and Jam, it's been kind of a chaotic week. Yeah, so, that was a couple of weeks because... A couple yeah. of weeks, yeah, mm-hmm. truly. So, you know, I mean, at least we got the new opening put together properly. And that was actually a gift. I want to take a moment and just recognize that you were doing a interview session type thing for your day job. Mm-hmm. And that beautiful clip of, oh, they're terrible, yeah. came out of what you were doing for your day job. And when I heard it, I fell out laughing because... I, I think we need to give context of what that clip was about. So you were actually talking to a colleague about what? Well, we were t- we were uh, we were talking about. Um, I'm trying to remember what we're, it was. Something cybersecurity related, but it was ultimately something that um, it, it was something that was unrelated to us. It, were, it, or it was, it was just kind of a you know. I think we were ta- we were talking it, it, talking about the ability to you know to, to actually prevent something or to, and it was just it was oh the, I, I can't yeah. remember exactly the, yeah. uh, the the context that it was revolving around. But this this colleague of Phone Boys had literally uttered the phrase, "Oh, they're terrible." And just the way that he said it, I was immediately like, that needs to go in the opening for 101. That was just amazing. Like how well that fits in. um, I think let me me pull it up while you. uh, Yeah, while you're doing that. So, I mean, it just fits so well for our opening because we're always making fun of ourselves. Because if you can't laugh at yourself, laugh at others. So we kind of lean into not taking things too serious and whatnot. And when I heard that, and and it was funny because when Phone Boy actually heard it live, and then he heard it on the re... I don't don't think live you realized how gold that clip would be. But then when you were re-listening for what you were doing, you were like... Oh my God. And we both kind of had like, when he played it for me, it was both of us were like, yeah, that's got to go in the opening. Okay. That, All right. Here, is perfect. Here, here, here it is. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah. So yes, we just, we just thought it was perfect for this. It, it really is because it's, it's just funny, yeah, you know? Exactly. So, um, but anyways, yeah. So we'll have a new clip, but what am I cooking tonight? Yeah. Well, yes, it's in the crock pot. I am actually making chili, but I did not start this thing in the crock pot. I actually started the meat because it's ground beef and uh, some roasts that I cut up of that wonderful meat that we get from Randolph Farms, that sexy beef. So we do a beanless chili because obviously beans are carb and beans are legume and beans are off the off the list. And, and every time I make chili, I pout, not going to lie. Because I like the beans in my chili, but the beans are no good. You cannot have them. So it ends up being, you know, a tomato base with some amazing meat and meat. vegetables. Yes, meat. So I'm I'm doing chili. I started it in on the stove, and I individually sautéed the onions and uh, peppers that are in it, and then I added the ground beef and seasoned it appropriately. Then I separately coated and fried the 
roasts that I had cut up, plural, because there were there are two roasts in this chili. There's going to be enough that we're probably going to put some in the freezer. It, it's definitely going to have leftovers because there's a literal crock pot full of this chili. But the reason I put it in the crock pot is because, one, it makes it easier. Nobody has to babysit other than a, an occasional take the lid off and stir it. But it also makes the meat super tender, which is good because mom has dentures and we have to be, um, you know, we, we have to be uh, not, you know, um, we basically have to be nice to her. Like we don't want her to have to uh, chew and chew and chew and have her dentures pop and whatnot. You know, we're we're trying to be respectful and acknowledge the fact that just because we have real teeth, she she has portable teeth, so we have to be good to her. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, I think I want I want the story that I've because we because I've had I, because I realize how long that we've been going and I don't want to like sit here forever and, and talk about things. So the story that I've got in here, honey, I think I, I want to give this appropriate time. So we'll do it next week. Um, yeah, fair it, enough. It, it'll, it'll I, I do, but I want to I want to recognize something because we were talking about what I'm making for dinner, and Weirdo said cinnamon rolls are the best part of having chili. Here's an ironic uh, thing with that is that. My ex actually used to, and then I would assume still does, eat peanut, an apple jelly and peanut butter. So peanut butter and apple jelly sandwich with his chili. And I always thought, dude, that's weird. Like, you're just, you're not right. <clears throat> and he was like, no, 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 you have to try it. So I decided I would try it one day. Oh, my God. I would not eat chili without a peanut butter and jelly sandwich after that. It is just absolutely delicious, and it, it's kind of like, because the chili has a bit of spice, the PBJ kind of neutralizes it, and it gives you like a little palate cleanser every so often, and it's it's actually really good. Yeah, apple jelly with peanut butter, what the fuck? I know, Bully Steed, it's a southern thing. I didn't invent it. My go-to jelly back when I was actually eating jelly was strawberry a uh, big fan of PB&J with peanut butter. Like, lots of peanut butter. I like a big, thick layer of peanut butter on that bread. And strawberry. I like, actually, jam over jelly, truly. I like to have the fruit in there. Again, back when I was eating sugar, which, I'm not going to lie, I miss this shit at times. Like, there's times when Tigger will be talking about a peanut butter and jelly, or somebody else will be talking about something, and I'll just kind of be like, uh you know, there, there's a little part of me that misses a Fluffernutter or a PBJ or even like I was thinking about. So we recently were talking about pink slime, the meat glue shit. And I had this uncomfortable reality because I've always wondered how in the hell do they make deli meat? Like it's it's ham, it's roast beef, it's this, it's that. This shit is not all one piece. How are they making it one piece? And I was thinking, well, they just compress it together really hard and for whatever reason it's just magical meat fairies fucking make this one piece and then when we did the meat glue story in the last couple of weeks the epiphany hit me that ew lunch meat must contain meat glue and it makes me want to vomit like if i'm not wrong nobody should be eating lunch meat that's just all there is in yeah in life yeah ew yeah, ew, ew, ew. I mean, we do talk about the fact you shouldn't eat lunch meat anyway because of the fact that unless it's like salami or roast beef or whatever, but now I'm not fucking sure that's even safe. 
So lunch meat is just totally out. Don't eat it. It's probably got sugar in it anyway. Yeah, well, that too. So, all right, we all right. So, so I think we are going to go. Uh, we we've got we're 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 going to go into our dishonorable mentions. Uh, um, yeah, we'll do that. Y'all are a bunch of fucking degenerates. And these stories are fucking degenerates. So we so we have a fitness instructor dead at 33. Yes, I you know you fucked up. <laughs> the universe fucking beautiful. Okay, so y'all, I'll post a picture of this. Where my bell sits. By the way, again, thank you to Hempress Emily because she actually value for value, she bought the bells that we ring. It sits next to the roadcaster and somehow my thumb hit the button for that's how you know you fucked up. At the same time, I was attempting to hit the bell about this story of the 33-year-old fitness instructor that passed. So you got to love the universe. It absolutely has a fantastic sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. so the, the Brazilian fitness influencer by the name of Larissa Borges was tragically, has tra- what I, I read that wrong, has tragically died at age 33 after suffering, suffering a double cardiac arrest. Kind of like double secret probation, I guess. Double. Yeah. Borges was in a coma for over a week before passing away, and she suffered her first cardiac arrest on August 20th and was rushed to the hospital before it happened a second time. Now, no, there's no mention in this article about whether she got a particular vaccine that everybody was kind of forced to take, um, you know, and, it was, and everybody said it was healthy. So, you know, I'm sure uh, some of the some of the art, some of the social media posts that they include in this article was, uh, you know, mentioned that. Um now we've got the researcher who self-experimented to compare a vegan diet with eating meat, and this is what he found. And now, the guy, the con- I read this article, and, I, and and the guy basically concluded, oh, it's pr- it's safe to be a vegan long term, based on a, what a month of uh, of experimentation. I thought you said it was like nine months. Well, that's how long he's been a v- vegan, but based on a month's worth of, of self testing. Oh yeah, no. I mean, even nine months is not fucking long enough to have a complete and full understanding of how detrimental to your body being a vegan can be, not least of which being the lack of the essential vitamins and minerals your body needs to function properly. There's a reason that vegans look so fucking sickly. It's because they are. Yeah, exactly. Now, now, of course, if you want to, you, you're curious what long-term veganism does, go talk to Lear Keith. She was a vegan and, and uh, yeah, you know, she, she tried to vegan real hard and uh, yeah, she ended up doing a lot it of damage. It almost killed her. Yeah, it almost killed her. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just kind of disgusting. Now, what's also disgusting is that um, Chicago Mayor Johnson moves toward city-run grocery stores. Now, where have we heard that before? So rather than address the underlying conditions that are causing major retailers to close stores, um, so um, yeah. Um, Recently elected Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson, yeah, let's go Brandon, um, is suggesting a solution that has failed historically, government-run stores. Indeed, the failure in dealing with crime and hostile business environments has allowed socialist activists to realize a major new socialist agenda item. You you almost make it seem like that that is something that they were trying to do with all of this. Now, the Chicago Tribune reported the start of the feasibility study to open government-run stores as part of Johnson's pledge to advance innovative Whole of government approaches to address inequities. That sounds like a keyword. In the Soviet Union, where this was where this was done uh, previously, state-run grocery stores were the subject of gallows humor. The reimaging of grocery stores left shelves bare with only imagined essential products. The most widely told joke spread just before the fall of the Soviet Union. It goes something like this: Two men are waiting in line to buy vodka. 
an hour goes by, then two, and, and then the line barely moves. Now, everyone's in a terrible mood. Now, finally, one of the men can't take it any longer. He says, this is it. I'm sick of this life. Everywhere there are lines. You can't buy anything, and the store shelves are empty. I've had enough. I'm going to the Kremlin right now to assassinate him. The man returns after two hours, still angry, and says, to hell with it. At the Kremlin, the line to assassinate Gorbachev is longer than this one. <laughs> now, all they have to do at this point is just insert Putin as opposed to Gorbachev, and it's still a very valid joke. Exactly. So, as university of Chicago's Milton Freeman noted, if you put the federal government in charge of the Sahara Desert, in five years, there'd be a shortage of sand. Sounds about right to me. So Don't ever put the government in charge of anything. They've been historically bad at managing everything. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, and then uh, then we've got this great thing. Delta hires Tom Brady as a strategic advisor. Oh, That's God. right. You heard that right, pedalheads. Don't fly Delta, because Mr. Deflated Balls is now a spokeshole. Delta and seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady today have announced an innovative new partnership connect- connecting Brady's expertise in teamwork, performance, and perseverance directly to Delta as a long-term strategic advisor. The new partnership will include multiple elements that will involve Brady and strategic initiatives alongside Delta's global employee base, customers, and other key stakeholders. Delta claims that this partnership will integrate Brady's spirit of winning and passion for inspiring people to be the best version of themselves with Delta's goal of connecting people to their greatest potential. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a lot of marketing bullshit to me. So, Total word salad. Yeah, exactly. So, meanwhile, we did get one more voicemail. Uh, so it's, I it's, do love it when we get voicemails. That's right. So this 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 actually means we have a last call segment in this in this show. We do. That's right. We very rarely have voicemails that come in that get put in the last call segment. However, you can do it while we're playing this one. You can be playing yours. Two five three two three seven three three two one. Who yeah, do you ride or die with, folks? Yeah, this is. Uh, I think we got it. We got another uh, call. We got another call uh, back from a previous caller. Facing the screen again, pedal heads. You know, I kind of want to give a bit of a follow-up to that story about telling the teacher to suck my F and D. Uh, so the one kid, I'm not sure if I'm remembering this correctly, but a couple years later, this is kind of the level of printer and stuff that he had at home. Like, he and a couple buddies, I'm pretty sure he was in on it. But I can't remember. There were some, some kids that had a lot of money where I grew up. It was a small town, but the kids that had money had money. And uh, they tried to counterfeit some money. And, uh, but they told other kids at school about it. And, uh, they went to the McDonald's where one of the other kids was like, this kid was already hip to the scheme. Like, so the kid couldn't just take their counterfeit money. So he ended up calling the authorities and the secret service came to our school and scared the shit out of him. You know, I mean, this is a few years after the, the incident with me telling the teacher to suck my dick, but man, that's just kind of shows you we were going to have the best presentation. My buddy and I that did all the work on uh, gathering the information, we did all that work, and then that guy was going to, like, have the best presentation on paper that could have been pre- presented to the class at all. Like, it was we were going to knock him out of the park. Uh, but it turned out he had the dentist appointment, and the teacher just wanted to accuse us of lying, and sh- I just wasn't taking it, man. Like, my other buddy, he was kind of just like, oh, well, you know, whatever, you know. And I just don't tolerate disrespect like that very well. And, you know... I just still don't really know why they wouldn't tell my mom that I said that, you know, like, why would they not tell her? We're going to suspend your son because he out, had an outburst in class. Like, just, what, you're not adults. You can't tell her that I told her to suck my fucking dick. You know, like, what's the problem here? I, I already told her. Go ahead and tell her. 
that's what I did. They knew they were wrong. That's why they knew that, you know, the other kid corroborated our story that, Hey, you know, when we were gathering the numbers in class, he didn't have to do anything. I don't know. Maybe I'm rambling too much about it, but this is kind of an ancillary, uh, you know, this little bit of an appendix to the story. Uh, so, well, have a good night, y'all. And you know what? <clears throat> I can agree with that, Face. I think they did know that they fucked up, and they were probably trying to save Face because your your mom could have made a big stink about that. And good for you for standing up, no matter how you did it, against the tyranny. Because these fucking teachers, these educators, they think that they are the end-all, be-all. Because, again, as I've talked about in reference to doctors, you know, you're taught that, oh, these are authority figures. You must listen to everything they say, and <clears throat> you can't talk back. Fuck that. Rise up, speak out. You know, if you're right and, and you're telling the truth... Don't let anyone discount that, no matter how old you are. Because people can be shitty, and authority figures can be wrong. Newsflash. Look at what the fuck's running our country. Fucking dusty, man. How many times has that diaper-wearing shit talk been wrong? All you have to do is listen to No Agenda to hear some of the mixes that are made from shit that's fallen out of his dusty old mouth. It's just absolutely atrocious. And then we wonder why we're the laughing stock of the entire world. Duh. Fucking howdy doody's running the shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, all right. Well, even if even if we only re- released the second half of the show as recording, we actually did. We actually did all right. Uh, all things considered. I think so. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, anyway, I went to go figure this out, but I'm seriously I'm so fucking over this. And uh, you know, we, we are. And uh, seriously, it is. T- I think. Uh, I think it is time to uh, wrap this up, and it ends something like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out! You're still here? It's over. Go home.